64, a chess podcast, is now sponsored by Chessable. To learn more about Chessable and about my favorite courses there, go to chessable.com slash 64pod. chess podcast now if you're wondering why does this sound sound so good it's because i'm currently recording this live in a room with my very special guest who dm'd me like a creep on twitter a few months ago uh, saying hey i'm on chess twitter you're on chess twitter we should uh we should meet up and play chess together and um since then he's grown to be probably my best friend in denmark so um he's a he's a coward though he's a real coward so, um, it is what it is. Please welcome uh, to 64 Chess Podcast, uh, Trim Suresdol. Oh, oh, God. How do you say her name? How do you say her name? In, in Norwegian. In, in Norwegian? Yeah. So, um, it's Trim Suresdol. Suresdol? You're, you're not going to... It takes not only years of practice, it takes eternities of practice. Um, because Norwegian is such a strange language. Uh, in that way it's just a different tone which is why I hate saying my name with other people because I'm talking English and then just the tone is just shifting so it sounds so dumb um, but uh, yeah that's what it is but we'll go, from here we'll, we'll go from not trim uh, but trim I didn't trim okay but now tri- um, yeah you know because obviously I'm, we're both in Copenhagen mm-hmm. right now uh, I'm here for a couple more months you're here I assume for the long run. Yeah, uh, as long as these two bastards are, are hanging around. Your cats, Carl and Matilda. Yes. Um, very out. sweet cats. Huge shout out. <laughs> we might try to get them on the mic somehow. Yeah. Um, we're drinking beer. This is a post. How, so how would you say this in Danish? You'd say postkabru. In Danish. Postkabru. So you, you're the Danish expert right. here. Yeah. Uh, it would be postkabru. Uh, let me try to 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 humiliate myself and say. Postgebul? Yeah, and how would you say it in in, in And how would you say it in in uh, Norwegian? <laughs> and here we go with with the Postgebrug. Postgebrug. <laughs> That's <a> skulls. <laughs> Cheers, bro. Or skull. Cheers. How do you, you also say skull, right? Skull. Yeah. Yeah. So skull. Yeah. Skull. Skull. Yeah. And this is the good thing about doing a podcast in person like this because you know now you can hear me like sip my beer. And you really feel like you're in the room with me and uh, Trim over here. Yes, and I also found it funny because when you were doing the intro, I was able to look at you and laugh and try to throw you off, uh, which is kind of fun. Yeah, but you can't throw me off. I'm an expert. Exactly, you're a best professional, in the professional. Number one. Uh, which is why I'm so nervous because I'm, I'm here with, a, with a, a true podcast professional. Not just, I'm the podcast professional, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because, you know, being in Denmark... Um, well, actually, I was just in Israel on vacation, and I was stopped several times in the street. People were like, wow, you're the, you know, because it was number one in Israel in the hobbies category, and it really showed. I mean, people were stopping me on the beach in Tel Aviv, like, oh, my God, you're the host of 64 Chess Podcast. Can I have a picture? And I was like, no, you can't have a picture with me. I'm, I'm too cool for you. Fame got to my head, unfortunately. Um, but that's, that's what happens, you know, when you, 
when you're in the chess industry, obviously people give you a lot of attention because they think it's really cool. Uh, and like for me, not, not to kind of jump the gun here, obviously I, I work for, for chess.com and when I told all my, my friends back home, they, they asked if I worked for the chess mobile company. And I was like, the chess mobile company? No, no I work for the world's biggest chess site. I was like, oh, I thought you worked for the chess mobile con uh, company. So I checked it and that was like a random ass mobile company in Norway 20 years ago. So you see like how, how famous I am compared to you. Yeah, but you, I'm sure you get stopped on the street here as well. You know? Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, mostly because people are annoyed with me because I'm a sellout. <laughs> and a coward. And a coward, especially. Uh, and, you know, like, when you work from there for chess.com, you obviously have big yachts. Uh, you have huge, you have multiple apartments all over the world. Um, you, you basically live, like, a double life because and you're, this, you're this, so rich yeah this apartment we're in is that you could call this you know chess.com's corporate center in Denmark <laughs> yes right yeah. yeah of course now are Carl and Matilda employed by chess.com or is that kind of working through that in your contract oh it's so no oh shoot uh, but so yeah. we're watching Manchester City versus Real Madrid while, yes. uh, oh now now people's gonna know when we recorded this yeah which is Makes no difference. No, it doesn't matter because this isn't alive. Yeah. <laughs> well, unless the episode comes out like a year ago. No. Year are ago you now. insulting me? Are you insulting me that I had a month-long break? Are you saying that I don't upload things on time? No, you know things kind of escalate. Like you take like we are working out. You take a day off. Suddenly it's it's a week off. You're also insulting and, me and, again. And, I don't and, and and before you know it, you're taking a year or two off and you're eating potato chips and you're just. Can't stop. Why are you just like roasting me? That's it's, like it's, my it's, life. It's, it's roasting myself because I, I got injured from running and now I'm just, I'm eating candy and I'm drinking beer because I'm, I'm a weak. So you're not actively running right now? So no, I have a mystery injury uh, that does not hurt, but I, it feels weird to run. You know so what your mystery injury is, I think? I think it's that um, you play the C3 Sicilian, <laughs> you play the Alpin. I think. Yeah, I think, I think that's it. Because like, you know, like, yeah, the C3 is like, it, it's the, the right setup. But it's just like a, a like a, an awkward pawn move that so, makes no, just only makes everything worse for everyone. I guess I guess we before we like start you know talking about like what you do at chess.com and about chess news and whatnot. I guess we should uh, I should tell this uh, the story. So uh, Trim and I uh, we have been meeting up uh, since February secretly. Yeah, secretly. Um, <laughs> secretly because, you know, he is working for chess.com. I'm, of course, sponsored by um, Chessable um, and HS. Uh, it's, it's the chess version of Romeo and Julia. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's funny because chess.com is an American company and you're Norwegian. And I'm a shill for, you know, the Norwegian companies and I'm an American. So, you know, it is what it is. It's kind of like a, like a wife swap almost. I, yeah. You know, American-Norway relations have never been shakier ever since we met. No, it, it hasn't. And... Um... And, uh, I, you know, this been, hasn't been in the news because, you know, go governments and such are, are really good at keeping stuff like this down because the ramification would be just, yeah, global, uh, if not universal. Um, so um, I'm going to give you the word and let's keep, keep on track here. I'm just, I'm just constantly derailing us with just complete yeah. nonsense here. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's fine. Um, it's, it's it's late. It's late. It's late. It's late. It's currently nine p.m. We've had we both had long days, um, but uh, yeah. So we we've been meeting up, uh, and um, we recently played in the Danish league. We played for different teams for the same club, Ustebro Chess Club, best chess club in the world, in my opinion. Ubro, Ubro, yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, we uh, so after that we uh, you know we had a little bit of a bender, 
just going to different bars and restaurants, playing chess, looking intellectual and stuff. Um, you know, uh, you, you killed me some games. I definitely killed you some games. Yep. And then I suggested, hey, we should play, because uh, Trim plays a lot of daily games. And I said, hey, we should play a daily game. And I said, we should try to make it as crazy as possible. Like, just not inaccurate chess, but like just a completely insane, crazy game. And so I play out of my repertoire. Like, I normally play Karakhan, as you all know. You know, I'm a preacher of the Karakhan. But I play the Sicilian, because I'm like, I need a crazy game. And what does this guy do? He plays the Alvin Sicilian after telling me, yeah, we're going to play something crazy. And he immediately plays, and not just that he plays the Alvin, but he plays like one of the most boring lines of the Alvin too. He goes for like some early bishop train. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, not, not, even, not even that. Like my alibi for going crazy was like, I'm playing knight e2. That's like my, my variation that's going to spice things up. Yeah, that's like really, some really, not, you know, you'd imagine like H4, G3, you, yeah. know, some, some, you know, something interesting. It's like, oh. You know, halting development for me is, 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 is a thrill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really exciting. <laughs> how, how am I going to get this bishop out? Yeah, it's really exciting for, to have like a closed pawn structure and uh, pieces all in the right places uh, for, uh, for <laughs> ideal trades. Yeah. Maybe it. I think that's the cat. That's yeah. cat number two. That's Matilda knocking on something, as cats always do. Yeah. Um, and you know, the last thing I'll say is, you know, when you think about like, uh, you think about like chess Twitter, legendary duos. You have like Nigel Short and Peter Heine Nielsen. You have Anish Giri and also Peter Heine Nielsen somehow because of you know hacks and. You that's have tough. Anish Giri and Mr. Daji. You have uh, Lula and. 1B4, shout out Lula, favorite streamer, do the best. You have Hikaru, literally not caring. You also have me and Trim, lately, you know, we've been uh, we've been a duo, chess duo in Copenhagen, and it's been a lot of fun, so uh, cheers to that, again. Yeah, I just gotta switch up my drink here. Nah, nah. Actually, I, I think it's like bad luck in Russian, like in Russian, like, superstition, you're not supposed to like, cheer with water, actually. Fun um, fact. I, I believe it for, for Russians I don't yeah. think uh, yeah I, I, I think cheering with water is, is is weird because you drink water all the time so it's not really a special occasion unless right. there's something special with water the cat, the cat's meowing. cat is meowing we got the cat meowing so um you know they're attractive but, but yeah I, no, I, I don't think there's anything like that in in, um, in Norway but uh, I believe you and I'll refra refrain from <laughs> what was that? So yeah, so she, when she's bored, she jumps up in the air, and parkours off things, so she can like sit here, or sit there, and then she jumps and then she sprints at the end of the hall. That was actually parkour though, like she like. Yeah, but it's parkour. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, she's more athletic than me. It's more like she. she it's like she's 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 typing in a game, and then she accidentally hits the space bar. And then she also hits like she's lagging. She has two hundred pings. Yeah, uh, the ping is not good in here for like the cats, the cat, the satellite, which, get, which you know controls all cats. Right. Yeah, they have to edit the change log. Now, um, I guess uh, we should we should get right into it. Uh, first thing I want to ask you, I don't think I've ever asked you this officially. I know obviously you work for Chess.com. Mm -hmm. I know what you do at Chess.com, but what's like your official title at Chess.com? Interesting. Um, so my official title. An unofficial. I don't know what my unofficial title is, but uh, nevertheless, um, CEO. CEO of of Trim. Danny Wrench. Who who is that? Danny Wrench. Yeah. He's, he's not uh, the CEO. He's some. But, but he's not the CEO. Oh, he well, he's the chief chess officer. Yes, correct. 
CCO. Yes, correct. CHS. I was going to call So you, you're like Director of Community Operations. Yeah, basically. Yeah, Director of Community Operations. Um, it, it's, it's a glorified community manager. Um, but basically what it is, it's that I'm overseeing stuff that we do with the community. Uh, both both ways, really. Uh, how we interact and, and engage our community and kind of taking feedback and um, trying to be as good as an ambassador for the community's uh, thoughts and and will, basically. Um, in every conversation, I try to balance my own thoughts and other people's opinions with what I know the community wants. Uh, obviously, if... If you always listen to the community, it can get skewed uh, because usually everyone, the community is both like a common, like a voice of a mass, but it's also like the voice of individuals. And often, like one person's wish doesn't really work with what's good for the uh, for the greater community. Uh, we see this internally as well when, like for example, we're talking about our events uh, because we. Our events are important, and we spend a lot of time making those events awesome. But when you actually think about the amount of people using our website, there's a minuscule percentage of that that actually watch our events because obviously we have 85 million members, and um, we gotta remember that not everyone cares about our events. Someone just want to play chess. Some people just play chess on our app. So kind of sticking to the to the core, making the core product good, is something that's really important and sometimes sometimes someone wants something that suits them but that won't necessarily <coughs> suit the greater good so um stuff like that is, is important to balance but i really really spend a lot of time just listening to the community figuring out what they want and uh yeah testing stuff now how are you listening to community is that the chess.com forums is it twitter is it my instagram dms to you yeah or twitter dms that like late at night insanely you know saying hey listen to this new album first and foremost your Twitter DMs. Okay, it's good to know. Um, and second, uh, yeah, just the, the the collective voice of the community through all our our platforms. You know, like the sentiment in our chat is always interesting. If something big has happened and people kind of talk back and forth with, uh, about it, I think it's interesting to see kind of how people give. Okay, so negative feedback on the internet is like a thing. That's just how it is. People like to express their what they hate more than what they love. That's just how it is. So what I try to see is kind of the nuance in the negativity uh, and see like why are people negative and in, in what way. And there's a lot to learn from that. There's a lot of like, I love this and I love you, but I don't like this kind of negativity, which is important. And then it's kind of the negativity that is not negativity is like, I love this, but I would like something better because now that I got this, I want this other thing as well. Um, and then you got the numbers, which is also community feedback. How many people are actually interacting with this thing or using this feature? Uh, and when you balance that up against what people say in different forms, in, uh, on Reddit, in Discord, on Twitter, in our chats, then you kind of get the sense of how people are feeling about this. Interesting. So you're on Reddit too? Like r slash chess, r slash anarchy chess? Like yeah, I'm creeping. You're what? I'm creeping. Creeping. Creeping around. So be be very wary of what you what you post because he might be you know reading your stuff and judging you. Yeah, I'm not posting much on Reddit. Is uh, it hard for you to be an ambassador for Chess.com when you play um, the Alpin and also the Karakon? Um, the Alpin, yes. Karakon, no. Um, <laughs> the Karakon is sharp. 
Yeah, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just being a hater. Because right? lately, I don't know what it is. Again, talk about community feedback. Like all chess Twitter just deci- collectively decided to like hate on the Karakhan now. Like it's suddenly cool to. Oh, that, that, that missed. I, I thought we were liking that. I think it's like stupid. Like, um, although I have to say, I've not been winning shit with the Karakhan lately. So who knows? Um, I gotta, I gotta yell. At my, I, I haven't actually, I haven't taken a chess lesson in two months. I have been so busy. I have barely played chess. Like I, of course, like, like I've said. Uh, I kind of took a break from podcasting for like a month because I just have like not had time to like yeah. do interviews. I haven't had time for like anything. And now first thing I'm doing, basically coming back. This is like the first episode coming back for, to podcasting and it's like just drinking beer with the buddy. So you can see how how much I'm I'm easing into this thing. Yeah. And and um, well, yeah, you talked about co- sitting down with your coach. I told my coach three weeks ago that I was ready to kind of look at my games, but then I realized as I sent that message to him that I also got to review my games and give my notes for us to actually have something to talk about. And I don't see that happening in the, at least the next couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, I wish I had the time to actually sit down and improve my game, but uh, it it's not about just having the time. You need to have the focus, and it's not really the thing I want to do at the end. Yeah, it's true. It's not. It really is. It's mostly focus. It's yeah. not time as much because I... I feel like I didn't have time or focus, and now I have time, but I don't have focus. I have a lot of time actually, and I've noticed, you know, like I just, I don't know, it's like I'm blind when I play, and but who cares? I mean, whatever. But I think it's interesting. I, it's the same realization that I had today because, like, obviously I'm in EU, but I work a very like US based schedule, which means that I can do work when I wake up around like ten or eleven, and I work for a couple a couple of hours. And then I usually work out or something, but that makes my my day kind of stretched out because I might might have a a meeting in the evening. So what I've tried to do is not fill those gaps in the day with work because it's not really effective. So I try to chunk it up and not feel bad if I like sit down and play a game for two hours because my if my work day is from my wake up till I go to bed, I'm I'm both always and never playing games in my work time. So I kind of need to just relax just log off, not work for a couple of hours, and then just do something else. How long have you been working at chess.com? What is it now? I mean, I'm so used to saying, like, a few months, but now it's not a few months anymore. Uh, it's, I guess I'll ask, when did you start? Yeah, I started... Officially, I started January 2001. Not 2001! <laughs> you were five years old. <laughs> 2021. Um, because during COVID I played a lot of chess I think I gained like 500 rating from COVID started and like 6 months in because it was all I did hashtag adult improver <laughs> yes exactly I never, I never dared myself into the adult that's improver. actually what happens if you improve 500 ELO in a year you get offered a job at chess.com yes exactly so it was just it was an automatic thing yeah. <laughs> uh, no but we talked about focus during COVID like the, one of the good things for me personally about COVID was that there was less focus going into work because work wasn't as... I didn't have a job, basically. Uh, so I had to... I'm so used to just having those five hours, maybe, that I could have time off to focus on other things. But suddenly having not only the entire day, but I also had to sleep less because since I spent less time working, I just didn't need eight hours of sleep. So suddenly I have, I have all these hours and I do one thing for like three hours and I'm like, now I'm bored. This is boring. Except for chess. Because chess just, 
it doesn't get boring because you either lose and you're not bored or you win and you're not bored. Uh, and I was literally thinking about this today. I was like, wow. Um, like chess, the, like the only way I could see myself, like, the only time I stopped playing chess is when I'm like not in love with the game, which is what happened last week. Like I just didn't have time. I just like my heart wasn't in it. But it, doesn't, it is never boring. Yeah. I've never... I mean, I guess if you play the London again and again and again with both colors, then maybe it maybe, maybe, possibly could get boring. And even still, I highly doubt that. Yeah, and I, I, I recently... I tweeted that I was D4 curious, which I received a lot of pushback from. Uh, some colleagues saying that it's I... It's my fault. Yes, exactly. Because like, I am a positional player trying to play E4 to not be like... the the kind of player who's like unable to see tactics or like shake un- shakes uncontrollably in sharp games. Uh, not that D four doesn't have any sharp games, but, but like less likely. Less likely. Um, but the problem with E four as well is there's just like if there's if it's E four E five, I just hate E four E five. It's so boring. So I just end up only playing the Evans Gambit, and in Blitz especially, I'm not like as high rated as I should be. So it means that I end up just flooring people with the Evans Gambit because I know like 15 moves of theory and they, they don't. And that's... Why have you never played the Evans Gambit against me, you loser? Because you don't play E5. <laughs> like, with the day you play E5, I'm leaving you. Should play... Oh, whoa. Well, <laughs> should play... <you> should. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we go to April's Coffee Shop and I, I play... Uh, oh, we can't go there anymore. Why? So because we, uh, I was there with another person. I was cheating on you and playing chess with another friend because you were traveling. This is a classic love story. The the the, the partner is traveling I'm and I'm che- cheating on you the and first weekend. And you're doing this on the podcast too, in the public eye as well. Yeah, exactly. You you have no shame. You couldn't even text me. Yeah, you couldn't call a, me. Adult hashtag adultery improver. Yeah, has, hashtag adult uh, coward cheater. Yes. That's a great hashtag. It's gonna catch up. If you've listened to this podcast, uh, use hashtag adult coward cheater, um, and, uh, and tag um, me. Yeah, and tag Trim, and also tag me, and uh, the best uh, the best tweets will get a uh, um, will get a one year diamond membership. Yeah, yeah, and a one year diamond membership. One year Yeah, yeah, a one year diamond membership from chess.com paid for by Chessable, and also a chess free Chessable course paid for by chess.com. <laughs> We're really bridging the community here. This, yeah, we are, and this is what I, my intent, like really, really making you into like I'm, I'm the Obi Wan to your Anakin, and I'm, I'm actively, not. I'm just. But you know how that ended. Right? No, no, no. Okay, I, I, I no. I'm that not ended Obi-Wan. with you getting chopped in half. You think that I'm Obi Wan, but I'm, I'm serious, and I'm kind of making your brand risk, for chessable. The problem is you think that I'm Anakin, but I'm really Ray Palpatine. Oh shit! So you're my my daughter. Granddaughter. Yeah, oh yeah. Was it daughter or grand? I don't even I remember. Have, it's the, the the plot lines are so thin that it's impossible to know. <laughs> <don't even> remember. <laughs> That's how it's such a memorable movie. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, really, yeah. The, the, the episode nine, it's so memorable. Yeah. I remember everything. We <laughs> got some nice scenes though, actually. These guys are nice. We shot really well. Just idiot, idiot. I, I still, I have lately. I've been rating some some popular movie franchises very poorly. Like I love Force Awakens and I love Star Wars in general. But the last. I know you were a Star Wars fan. Me too. Look at that. Cheers. Cheers. Well, I finished my beer, so... Well, then get you're gonna... I'm not doing it for <laughs> My mom will kill me. You're finishing your beer? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a coward, you know. No, this is what happens when you're in Denmark. I'm, my funniest story... I think I've told this in the podcast before, but I don't care, whatever. Who knows? It's not about this every episode. I remember, like, the funniest thing for me 
was like um, I was home in December. It's before I knew you. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, pre-love story. Um, I was home in December, and I like woke up the first morning. I got back, and I just went downstairs to my fridge to get a beer. And my dad, like, I I've never thought of that before. I went to Denmark, but it's just like so common to like just have alcohol all the time in Denmark. Yeah. So I just like cracking open a beer, you know, just, just like check my phone, like whatever. With the, you know, Stella in the morning. Why not? Mm-hmm. And my dad was just like, David, what the hell are you doing? He's, he was just shocked. He thought I was like an alcoholic, and I was like, like you don't realize like how commonplace like alcohol is. No, I'm not an alcoholic at all. No, but like, but, but like when I was uh, when I went to Italy just now, there's no one not drinking alcohol for lunch. Yeah, I mean it's literally like also in um, when I was in Portugal, it's like just yeah, wine for lunch, wine for dinner, why yeah. not? And of it's course. not, it's not, it's so far from being a subject that if you don't drink alcohol or have a glass of wine, it's like why not? Yeah, exactly. Like, why would you not have? It's like having juice for breakfast, like. It's not weird. I, I wouldn't fault you for having juice for breakfast. And just, just yeah. And I love that. Would you I fault just... me for having four shots of vodka in the morning, though? It depends. If it's like you w- wake up and you have four shots and you go to work, or like it's it's morning and you're still partying and you're having another four shots of vodka. Do I look like a partier? I'm a chess player, bro. I don't party. <laughs> oh, it's another goal. Oh, it's 2-1. Yeah, it's a, it's a game. Yeah. You guys yeah. thought you're getting a chess podcast. You're really getting a soccer podcast. No, you're just getting the the the, the podcast, the the sixty four chess podcast version. It's sixty four a chess podcast. Just sixty four. I would rather a people, podcast. Yeah, yeah, even better. Sixty four chess column a podcast. No, because this happens a lot actually. People people say like, oh, I was on the sixty four chess podcast. Maybe this is my fault. Maybe I need to rebrand. Maybe I should just call myself the sixty four podcast. Like. Um, I think you should really just rebrand and call yourself the 69 podcast. Yeah, but there's not 69 squares on the chessboard. Maybe there should be. Yeah, but I'm thinking like actually change, change the, the content that you're... Let's edit that out. I'm not editing it out. <laughs> you have to edit it out. No. No, I'm, I'm, no. I'm actually going to lose my job. For <laughs> serving the, this level... Of, because like you have the Danny Wrench level jokes, which I resonate personally with. Because... Hey, but Fabi cursed on the broadcast. Okay, like you're you're you have immunity now. Yeah, but I didn't own it enough. I, I chickened out, and that just makes everything. No, so bad. you didn't chicken out. No, this. I mean, look, <laughs> it's a friendly space. Okay, I you know. We, all... talk, we talked about the Caracon. Yeah. Where were we? We were talking about the Caracon. I, I don't remember. Why don't we just talk about chess.com? We haven't we haven't finished one talking <laughs> point. No, we finished what you do. For this is living. this is what this is what I why I said we can't have this podcast. It just it's not going to work. No, I think this is great. I think this is great. Because, like, normally, how the... Like, what I'm trying to do with this episode... Actually, I think... Because I did come here with the theme in mind. Okay. And this is... I will finish this thought. I wanted to ask you what... You, obviously, you work for Chess.com, right? Yes. And Chess.com announces Chess.com World Championship. Yeah. Which I'm a huge fan of. I tweeted about this briefly. I think this is brilliant. I understand people are like, oh, doesn't mean multiple World Chess Championships. Bro, be quiet, respectfully. Like, like... A million dollar prize fund, and even if there's a remote chance that some, you know, because there are a lot of these like untitled 25, 2600s online, you know, if one, even one of these people go like on a run, they're they playing the world championship final in Toronto. I mean, that's like a, that's an amazing opportunity. Like, and I don't know, I just think it's something new and slightly different. And the thing that like aggravates me so much about the modern chess world is how 
kind of, I don't know if this is just because people are chess players and we're just so used to like seeing the same patterns and thinking of everything in terms of the same structure, same ideas, same principles, but like there's just so much of the same stuff and chess.com tries to do something interesting. Basically all the other chess companies are like, you know, okay, they're taking their shots obviously because it is kind of a funny meme, like if we're being honest, but mm -hmm. like nevertheless, I, I, and this is kind of how I feel with this, this specific podcast episode too, like. I am trying to kind of do something a little different. I mean, sh I want to shout out my friends over at the Chess Pit Podcast. If you don't listen to them, you should. They're like me, but more people and British, uh, so they're automatically oh. 10 times funnier. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, like, you know, probably my favorite chess podcast right now. Um, and uh, I was a guest on there. You can find that episode, too. Um, but they did an in-person episode with uh, Jennifer Shahadi, mm -hmm. and it was incredible. I mean, I had her on my podcast a month ago. I mean, the episode came out as a recording this yesterday mm -hmm. um and i always love talking to her but i mean they just did that episode like compared to mine just so much better um now i'm not saying that i'm gonna come to everybody's house and in, in europe to like record a podcast episode of course not but i do think that like this is something different and i feel like especially in the, the break that i've taken um i do want to try to do more stuff that's different that's kind of out there because i think that's something that really chess needs um, I think that's what made Chessable so fresh when it first started. Why have you used Chessable for so long? Because Chessable courses were so different compared to what's out there. And, you know, now obviously it's become par for the course. Like, like in terms of if you want to, like, actually, like, it's easier to buy a Chessable course than a Chessbook. Mm -hmm. um, which, I, I mean, you know, I don't need to, you know, <laughs> I don't need to praise Chessable enough. But, uh, I mean, like, I mean, what I should say is, like, I can't praise them enough, like, for, for that kind of stuff. But my point is, like, I don't see why more events, more tournaments with a huge prize fund. Why is that something to complain about? I guess it's like, as I was kind of hinting at earlier, and something especially with this particular announcement, there's always like a lot of troll, hype, negative feedback, and there's a lot of actual feedback. Um, and it, it's been an interesting time. Like, for example, the whole sentiment, Danny said it really well, because people were, were, were talking about why should I uh, pay for this to play when I'm not going to win. And then Danny said, why you pay for any chess tournament if you're not going to win? And I, I think that's what we're trying to change, to change the psychology of like the value of playing chess online. That it should be the same as OTB. Like obviously OTB is it's fantastic. It's completely yeah. Different. And we'll talk I, about that later. We'll talk about that later. And I I have some points on that. But I think like sh making just giving some credit to playing chess online is it should be playing chess non non nonetheless. Like you play chess whether it's online or or, or over the board. And we're really just trying to push the envelope that organizers as well should be able to to have legit tournament, uh, tournaments online and it should be a great experience and we should be able to build communities around that. And I think a really big step in that direction that I think a lot of people understand and a lot of people don't really quite see the scope of yet is the whole verification system that we're try trying to, to work in because it gives not only, not necessarily us as chess.com but the different users, it gives you the, the opportunity to actually create events yourself and limit it to verified users so you can just secure that integrity in yeah. your events. How does that work? Because I haven't, I haven't tried to verify my account yet. 
But how exactly does the verification process work? I know you, I, I know you have to pay like whatever. No, it's it's really straightforward. You just go go to chess.com slash verified. You pay fifteen dollars. But you have to um like provide ID or something. You uh, yeah you you provide your your name and and obviously a, a phone number and you have to get like an SMS verification that you get a input a code like a regular thing and you have to obviously put in credit card information. Uh, and this is used to, to cross-check your, your identity. And we've been talking about... Oh, so your credit card name gets cross-checked with your name on chess.com? Verified? No, I'm just asking... It, it, does, it doesn't get cross-checked, but it's, it, it obviously can... The information is there, so we were able to check it. I see. Because why I'm, why I'm asking is because um, that will... It's much harder to cheat if you have a verified account. Yes, which is kind of the, the we're gonna uh, raising the bar because uh, as we alluded to in the State of Chess.com broadcast, the premium members cheat way, 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 way less than basic members. I'm gonna change that. Uh, <laughs> 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 Be my guest. Uh, I'll close you out. <laughs> but uh, uh, but that's just how it is because it. If I get banned from Chess.com, I hope it's you personally who banned. I'm gonna make sure. I'm gonna yeah. unban you and then I'm gonna personally ban you again. Sounds great. Um, but but. Um, yeah, you cheat less because you have, there are stakes. If you get close for cheating on a basic account, you just create another one. Yeah, I would if you never fifteen dollars. Yeah. yeah, and I would never cheat on my account because I would hate for my account for from twenty. You don't work for just.com. No, but yeah, I but, but, but as like as like a user, just not thinking about me working there. Like, um, I have my whole history there. I have had that account since twenty thirteen, and that's like a big thing for me. Just that fact, that account being closed, reject. Like, it's just never worth it. Um, and I think that a adds it. And you get that layer, and it's just also impossible to get verified again. Uh, you're just you're basically just done. Um, oh, so you can't verify a second account with the same name? I will say no. Wow. I, I'm, I'm not... Do not take me up on that. I'm yeah, actually yeah, yeah, not 100% yeah. sure, but, but I would not believe that you could ask a cheater, like a second-chance cheater... Within your name on it. Yeah. I see, because I'll know always. Uh, because the whole idea here is to, to have a... Um, give the option to play a, a, a pool of players who are verified and like a really, really high-quality integrity pool. Um, and this goes for, for, for streamers as well. Streamers has been, have been requesting this so they, they avoid getting cheated against on stream. Uh, the Smurfs is another Yeah, point. so like a viewer creates an account, subs to the streamer, and then plays the streamer on, uh, on air. On air, live, whatever. Um, that's not going to be possible now if they only accept verified users. And that's a way for them to ensure that these players, the, 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 the trade-off is, is too big for like, getting caught versus troll your favorite streamer. Uh, of course, it will happen from time to time. Verified uh, players, in the same way as titled players, sometimes cheat. That will happen. But it's just, it will preserve... It's more or less likely. Yeah, it just will be an, 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 another type of feeling. Because when you play chess sometimes, let's say you play Blitz, if, you, if you're on tilt, seven out of seven players cheat against you. Everyone cheat against you in, in your mind because you're just so bad because how could they see that I was planning to do this? Oh, because you, you suck and you're on tilt and you're, you made horrible moves. Um, and I, I hope that people can play with more confidence that th their opponent is not cheating. Avoid going on tilt and just generally have a better experience playing chess. Uh, and that's just one thing of it. Another part of it is this is automatically going to get you into the, as you said, the championship. 
it's going to get you into cash events later and other events later that we're going to do after that championship is done. Um, and you'll just like, for the tiniest sum of money, money that you're going to spend on something anyway. Or a chessboard course. Yeah. Or, yeah, so you're, you're just going to have access to all these awesome events that will be, again, and, and with cheating as well, you're, we're able to more targeted, like target this group of players more heavily and see like this person has gone through a fair play check, they have never cheated, so they're less likely to cheat in the future. How many active um, users does chess.com have? Currently? Yeah. Uh, I think we're, we're at around 10 or 11 million games per day, so that would be... Times two, okay, so 20 to 22 million, let's say. Uh, yeah, but, but like one game... So one game is... Oh, right, because people play... Like, we, if you and I play each other, that's two games. Because it's two users playing. Oh, okay. Um, I think so. Now I, I'm getting insecure about that again. But, uh, but I, I, I think we have... Um, yeah, between... Let's say between 12 and 16 million players okay. daily. Uh, that so, might be completely wrong, but I, let's, just, let's just say that. I mean, if even half of them got verified, you're looking at... You're looking at, what, seven... Yeah, and you can, you, you can almost see, say more than half of them because it's not the same 10 million players coming I didn't, back. I mean, eight, I mean 18, not 80. Because it's like if you have like 18 million players or it's whatever. Like 15%. 15 of the, million, yeah. Say, say 15% is like, like a yeah, like a 20 million Yeah, you people. can make 20 million. Yeah, so you would have like, yeah, $15 times. Yeah, if like, let's say 1 million of those active players, like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Verify. Yeah. You got a pretty okay. Good we have a people. cat. We have a cat appearance. Yes. So what? What? What do you want to say? Carl. Carl, you want to say something? Carl, you have something in your eye. Just a little. little yeah, it's like a boogie. Yeah, it's a little boogie. Oh. Oh, not! Don't step on the keyboard. Do not step on the keyboard. You saw something. What did you just see? Mm-hmm. Carl looks like a like a like a statesman. Looks like he could be like prime minister of Denmark. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Prime Minister of Denmark. Yes, I think that would be unfortunate for Denmark, because Carl is he's Carl. He he has his traits. Yes. Oh, that was so cute. Um, you kissed your face. Yeah, he, he he does that. So if I if I do this. Ah. Um, but he has uh, he can walk along the edge of the table and he can just fall down because he loses his concentration or something, <laughs> and he also doesn't hear too well. So like, if there's a sound here that kind of ricochets around the room, he's like. Huh. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're funny, um, and they're kind of alternating moods. Like when it's also funny because one is like white-ish and one is black-ish. It's like the chess board almost. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's that's better because I usually just say he looks like a cow. He does look like a cow. Moo, moo, moo. I wrote a song called the Cow Song. Did, did you? Yeah, it's about cows. I'll Not- play it for you one day. <laughs> nice. I love it. Now I'm getting like. I'm getting, not, not anxiety, but I'm like, I have no idea if anything I said was, was legit. Well, listen, 64 so Chess Podcast is all about delusional lines. Yes, amazing. So what I can say is that we have around 10, 10 11 uh, million games played per day that I know. Yeah, um, okay, let's, let's, let's parse and, it out. And, and also, like, when I joined Chess.com, we had, I think, 45 million members. And today we're closing in on 85 million. In, in wow. a little over a year. Uh, this is post-Quint Gambit. 
I joined again not 2001 but 2021. So there was a few months of Queen's Gambit. What is happening, Carl? But I think we could say that the um, the um, it does kind of feel like the chess boom has like ended. It has. It has stabilized. And I think the fact that we stabilized in such a like a, like a high like like high up as we did, not really re- regressing from the crazy height, but like where we ended up, I'm so surprised because I love chess because I know like how amazing it is. But what what's what's drawing all these beginners into chess? Like how are they sticking with the game? I just so want to say that uh, uh, he's saying this while giving his cat a belly rub. I've never seen a cat want to get a belly rub, and oh. this cat is just taking it in. I mean, like really. So just imagine him saying all this stuff like while rubbing a uh, cat's belly, and the cat is like flailing its arms around, like purring. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, continue, my friend. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I where I was, but uh, but yeah, we're we're stabilized in a crazy place, and it's like. The boom is still happening, but in a very controlled state. It's like tr- working out, and in, in, in the beginning, you have, like, newbie gains, and then we got newbie gains, and then it kind of regressed a bit. But now you're, you're stronger than you were before, and we're just so much stronger. And, for example, this is kind of... I don't know if, if we even talked about this, but spoiler alert for the NFL draft coming up on, on, on Thursday, is it? There, there's some chess.com stuff happening with that. No way. So, like, stuff is happening. There's some pretty cool stuff going to happen, like, the rest of this year and next year. And there's just... There's just so much crazy stuff happening. And the interest from the outside world is constantly just amazing me. Uh, the, the amount of... Like, the regard some people hold chess that you wouldn't believe. Like, um, lately, the, like, every new thing that happens has just these chess mentions. You had uh, the actor from... Uh, from Batman. Robert uh, Pattinson? Not, not, not the Paul Batman. Dano? Uh, the guy from Westworld. I'm going to look at you like an idiot. Oh my god. What's his name? I know his name. I know his name. Anyway, continue. Yeah. At least he just dropped, he, in an interview for the film, they talked about the film and he just suddenly said, oh, by the way, I've had like a passion of mine. Chess has just come back and I love it. Shout out chess.com in the freaking interview about the movie. Out of nowhere, <laughs> other people like athletes getting 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 interviewed like, oh, you're excited for the season? Yeah, I'm hyping myself up at chess.com. Like, what? Where's this coming from? Uh, and I think it's just like the Queen's Gambit hype established that chess exists. There are, there are places you can play chess, and then everyone was like, oh, I I learned to play chess once. Let me try this, and then it's fun. What's most remarkable to me about chess.com, and I guess. Like extension, all the other servers, shout out Lee Chess and all that. Um, but what is remarkable to me about that is like how, like, it's literally a website. It's not a client on Steam or something. You know, it's literally just a website. And I think that's really important because, you know, I know a lot of people talk about Web3. I know Chess.com with Coinbase and, you know, the Meltwater Championship Tour with NFTs and stuff like that. Okay, that's... We can debate about whether that's the future of the internet or not, but what remains is that you know there are you know three to four billion people on the internet right now. Most of them are not downloading Steam or whatever, and I think it's it's uh, it's quite amazing to me that you know that kind of web development just does not happen anymore because everything everything on the internet, if you're not like using a place like Twitter or Facebook or Google or whatever, you're not really going on websites for anything anymore unless it's like for something specific like. 
you know, to book something at a restaurant or like whatever, like, like everything in terms of like actually using your computer is on apps now. Yep. So naturally you would think like, well, like chess.com is a game. So, you, you know, you know, dude, there should be like a chess client, but you know, it's funny that basically chess.com, I'm sure has to hire like CSS and Java and engineers and stuff like that instead of like, uh, well, I, I don't know. To me, that is just like, it's, it's great. Cause it kind of gives you the, to me, it kind of gives me that kind of nostalgia of like being a little kid on, on like internet, like, cool math games and congregate and all these like games websites where you had to like play these flash games and stuff on your computer and like i'm glad that there's still something like that that not only that is there but it's also so freaking popular and that like you know once a year like with pod chats you have all these people with these super insane gamer setups who are just like you know playing chess on a freaking website like that is just so special i think that's really special uh, yeah that's crazy i haven't even like given that much thought like when I was a kid I played all these random ass games and you even that you even needed like flash player or, or yeah it's a job or, or whatever I don't even know what you need for chess.com but I just know that you, you log on and you pl- press a button and you, you move some pieces it's so straightforward and I think that's kind of what's so amazing because this this, this when you move that e4 pawn that you should move uh, there's just a world opening up and Every game is unique. You can you can prep some theory, and but still you get this this unique game with these unique issues. Every game has its own life, and all of that from that that website. You go to that website, and as you said, like having XQC, he he goes to chess.com and he opens the game and he he plays on his stream in front of all these people. There's no you don't it's have. It's kind of crazy how big of a streamer he is too. So dumb. He was just I was watching him prepping up his stream he earlier. Got, he he just instantly. 110,000 people and yeah. then I look like streamers that I, that I love like for example Tectone was strewn around with some stuff he's a cool streamer 3k people like the difference is just so huge um, and even like yeah for someone like Hikaru who's like a a massive figure in not only like the chess world but like in the streaming he's world he's actually a big streamer he's yeah he's, a, he's, streamer. Act, he's a big streamer but still like he, he does like 15, 16k which is great and it's top of the like really, really top of the the pack, and XQC is just he, he he's doing something else. Yeah, times ten. Yeah, uh, and I feel like before he was so like hype based, but now he's he's just chilling. Connor is quite remarkable too because he doesn't really like if you think about the Bowtie sisters for example. Okay, yeah, now Matilda's like under the couch. Like yeah, she craves attention. Yeah, well, shout out to to Matilda. Yep, hello Matilda. Um, no, but what's I think is remarkable about Hikaru is um, if you think about like the Botesses, for example, you know, they're doing all these collabs with Minks and 100 Thieves and, you know, all these orbs. Hikaru, I mean, he did something recently with some, some CSGO streamer, I think, or Valorant streamer, Tarek, I think. Yeah. I've never watched him before, but aside, he doesn't really, he doesn't really interact with the streamerverse much. He, I know he did with PogChamps, you know, in its infancy, but even still, it was mostly in terms of lessons. Like, he's not really going on... Uh, you know, he's not doing a Valorant stream or something like that. You know, he's very much like, he's kind of just like an iconoclastic figure sort of in streaming. But isn't that the appeal though? Like, I've, not to kind of talk up or down anyone, but I found find myself tuning into streamers less when I don't know what to expect. That's And that's obviously me because like, I don't have that much time to sit around watching streams. But going into streams like, for example, Hikaru, or, or Shadow of Kriparian, like OG. Kriparian legend. Oh yeah. my god. I can't believe you. Yeah. I've been watching Kriparian all my, all my life. And like, Does you, he still you, stream? 
Uh, yeah, he streams every day almost. I don't think I've watched his streams. It's 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 odd hours for me, but like when I'm really into Hearthstone, I I, I usually like I catch this vods, man. Like I'm setting on up one of those vods and I'm, I'm watching them. Preparing Hearthstone vods, I think, got literally got me through high school. Yeah, exact exactly, and like you know exactly what you're gonna get, and it's just just solid content. Him screwing around, having a laugh, joking about being vegan and eating carrots. That's like. That's his vibe, and it's so nice for me to have streamers that I can tune into and just know exactly what I'm going to get uh, without being bored. And I think Hikaru's kind of plays himself in, in, in that. Obviously, he's varying it up with some uh, some stuff here and there. Uh, and but not really, yeah. It's, it's, he does, like, whatever, Wordle every now and then. But. Yeah, and just going... Yeah, I, th- I think uh, yeah, I think he's, he's positions himself perfectly as that kind of streamer, and that makes for a really strong community. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, I mean, I, I don't have to praise Hikaru. Like I've been watching Hikaru forever. I've actually that's something I'm very proud of. Not that I'm a Hikaru fan, not necessarily, but I'm very proud that I, um, I think compared to a lot of the like chess podcasting and chess media world, like for someone who doesn't stream, I think I'm very knowledgeable about these kinds of things. I've tried streaming in the past. You can find me twitch.tv slash son of chess. I have 30 followers or something. Sun um, or Sun? Sun. Sun. Um, it's because there's this band I really like called Between the Buried and Me. They have a song on their album colors called Sun of Nothing, like Sun, like the star. And I think it's probably like top three favorite song ever. So that's actually was, I think it is my chess.com handle and my Lee Chess handle. It's like my handle. But I couldn't get that on Twitch. I messaged, I couldn't get it on Twitter either. Like I've tried to get it on everything. I haven't been able to. So... Um, you know, it is what it is. So it's always a name I try to take for like any service. Like, you know, I think even in WoW, one of my characters in WoW is named Son of Nothing. Like, at, at least you have a backstory. I'm just usually just... You were Domino. Yeah, I'm just named Domino for no apparent reason. Do you like playing Domino's? No. I Do just... you like Domino's pizza? It's not good in, in Copenhagen, I have to say. Oh, really? It's gross. Well, the, the vegan is, is pretty good. Yeah, but it's horrible pizza. This thing is good. I've had worse. I think the dough is worse. horrible. I, lately, I've, I'm struggling saying the word... Worse. Worse. Because I, I just... I, 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 it's like worse to like the German. I'm thinking worse. Wor- I'm thinking worse. Worse. I don't know. Well, that's it, your... It's like once a month I have a new word that I can't pronounce. <clears throat> but but yeah, I, I just had a, a while... You've got to go to the US of A and you got to have real Domino's because the one thing I will say, being in Denmark, we have like Domino's in our neighborhood uh, and uh, it's it's horrible. It's, it's trash. I mean, I'm used to... I'm used to real Domino's. Okay, Domino's is bad. It's not good pizza, but it is amazing snack food, if that makes sense. I mean, that's like stuff you get you know, after a long night with your buddies, you know, having some beers, watching the football game, and you're like, okay, let's order some Domino's. It's like perfect for that. It's just so, 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 so bad for you, but so good. <laughs> yeah. Now, Carl's coming to me for the, for the how does it, you're betrayed by your, your cat. No, no, I'm, we're, we're sharing here. Matilda's going crazy again. Uh, but actually, talking about pizza, pizza, there's like an Italian pizza place right over here. Like this, the most local thing you'll, you'll ever see. Fantastic pizza. So good. I think I walked by on my way here. Really? I walked here. Wait, no, because you wouldn't come from like, from there. You would come from here. Wouldn't you? Uh, Unless you were... You did know, I, I walked by the highway. Uh, oh, you went... Oh, yeah, you didn't, you didn't pass oh, it I didn't because, because it's up towards Endrip. <clears throat> oh, she's attacking the, 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 the thing. Is that what is that? Uh, it's just nothing. I see. But she's attacking it. Well, as long as I just hope nobody steps on my keyboard while we record. Oh, Carl, oh, Carl loves being held like that on the on the table. Oh. 
He's what is um what is one thing you like want to see more of in the chess world? I kind of ask this to like streamers and <clears throat> I guess young people generally. What I want to see more like just just in general, independent of your job. I know you play chess. Yeah, you're always no. saying you're always saying to me like we play chess like all oh, this exciting stuff. Come just like I believe you. I've seen it now. Yeah, this is what this is what I'm. Yeah, and like but, uh, when I've like, talked about like all the stuff that I'm hyped about, this isn't really it, and I'm not gonna speak to any of that. At all, because you'll you'll see when it when it comes. Oh, uh, so we don't get the sixty four chess podcast exclusive announcement that you know. Uh no, you won't. No, I'm not that. Oh, well, I I can maybe spoil something. When is this episode coming out? Like now. Oh, it's coming out just tonight. Hmm. Yeah. Is this small enough for me to spoil? Don't spoil it. I don't want to ruin your job. You're already on thin ice after appearing on the show. I'll spoil it. So, <clears throat> we are making the change from the world championship calling the the chess.com world championship because obviously there's been talk talks with Fide prior um and there's not not any bad bad blood or anything but um as far as parts i know the position we're going to take is just we're just not going to we're not here to pick up a fight. We just want to serve the chess community. We just want everyone to have the opportunity to do what they love, which is play chess, in whatever form they want. Um, so we're going to rebrand the, uh, the Chess.com World Championship to not challenge the, 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 the actual World Championship. Uh, and that's coming up, come, just going to come around any time. Whatever, yeah. yeah. That's not that surprising. Uh, no. I, I do wish that the chess.com would kind of double... I mean, the main reason why I wish that chess.com would double down is I think... Um, look, if FIDE can have a $1 million prize pool, why the hell is the actual world championship like a $2 million euro prize pool? Like, that is just pathetic. Yeah. That is just... And, and that means that the winner... You know, like, okay, I understand it's divided down a certain way, but that is just like... I mean, I think it really says a lot about where the state of professional chess is that, you know... Like, why can't, first of all, the World Championship attract, like, real sponsors? Second of, second of all, like, why can't we have not just fresh sponsors, but interesting, good sponsors uh, that are in harmony with the spirit of the game? I think if you look at the sponsors from the last World Championship, you know, it's mostly these, like, Russian oligarchic companies, which, like, okay, I, we all know why that is. Uh, we don't have to talk about this. You could listen to any, literally any episode since the Russian invasion of Ukraine if you want to hear me talk about it a bit more. Um, we don't need to go there. But um, that's why I kind of wish they would have kept the World Championship name. I do wish that they would kind of challenge FIDE and say, hey, listen, if you don't do a better job, then corporate chess world is just going to take over this thing. And I don't. I think, like, much as some people would like that, I like I, I have always had a position that there, there needs to be a FIDE of some form. Yeah, there needs to be an international federation. And, and like, but I wish that FIDE would be more like the NBA of chess and not like the FIFA of chess. Yeah, That's yeah, really yeah. how I, I feel. But I, I think that like, regardless of what the championship is called, I think that we have been, ra- we, we've been raising this conversation now. Naturally, the conversations have been had. And I think people who are usually like, negative towards chess.com have... Um, shown support for us challenging kind of the world championship not that that's the intention anyways but that shows that there's a, like there's obviously someone out there who who wants some more competition and 
competition is, is good. It it's makes nice, us. Yeah. It ma- It makes it so we're aware and we're not. We don't get complacent. Um, and I think whatever it's gonna be called, this these prize pools and sponsors that we're able to pull up these days. And again, like you say, like you're surprised that there's not bigger, like more money in the world championship. I'm surprised too because people are literally begging for us to 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 feature them in our shows because they love chess we have huge sponsors who's who they're not like it's not like we're shilling for them they're just coming to us and like oh my god we love chess this is such a cool opportunity and it's so it's so easy for us so i don't i don't understand well i do understand because like feed is not like as sexy because it's i don't want them to be sexy i just want them to do their jobs that's the problem yeah like, <laughs> like there's i just I, like you look at the like the just the state of professional tournaments and it's like why can't these prize funds be 10 times the amount of money that they are now like that would just and that kind of effect trickles down and to me it's just like it just seems mind-numbingly simple like if chess.com can get a coinbase why can't fide get a coinbase they like chess equally and one of them actually manages you know the actual official over the board tournaments that guys like magnus and wesley and Jan and Fabi that actually play like literally the faces of the game of the modern game you know okay not disrespecting the all the you know 80 million members of chess.com um, but I'm saying like there's no reason why they can't get those sponsors and nope. I think it's just a matter of laziness some sort of you know corporate nepotism in the way Fide, like FIDE works total corruption like leaky money um, I wish that there was kind of a rival organization like, not the Kasparov way. I think he did it wrong when he formed the PCA. I don't think he did it the right way. But I don't know if there was, it has to take the form of some players' union or something. I don't know what it would entail. But you just look at all these developments. And, I mean, this is something that's just upset me. Like, that everything just kind of feels the same in the chess world. Even though there's been, obviously, a chess boom. Yes, there are more people buying courses. There are more people playing the game. But you would like to see that translate into more people playing over the board. Statistically significantly. I'm not talking about like, yeah, obviously there's going to be an increase at all the chess clubs, but how long is that going to last? And why isn't that 10 times the amount of people who are... If 10 times the amount of accounts on chess.com were made, for example, how come we're not seeing that translate in over the board tournaments? Mm. To my knowledge, we're not. There's no reason why that's not happening, Mm. except for the fact that, like, you know, there aren't enough people sponsoring OTB chess. And, okay, obviously it's more intense. It takes more time. But it, I feel like, you know, there's, to me, there's no reason why chess can't be in the same place as tennis. There's absolutely no reason. I think it has, compared to tennis, honestly, has a far longer historical, cultural impact than tennis. And not to disrespect tennis, I love watching tennis. But, you know, there's, I'm saying that it's not like chess is something that nobody's ever heard of. It's not like chess isn't something that could be turned into something, you know, quote-unquote sexy. or something that's interesting for the cult, like, People to support. I mean, Magnus has become a household name, like, in Norway, obviously. Like, there's no reason why they can't happen in America. It's just that, like, people say it's not possible because they don't want to believe that it's possible because they want chess to be stuck as, like, a uh, nerd game. And, okay, I'm a fucking nerd. Like, you know, it is what it is. Like, uh... <laughs> but, but, but aren't all athletes are nerds? Yeah, to a degree, absolutely. Like, the any tennis player, like, they got there because they were nerding out on or tennis. tennis. It's just that scene is... But I, again, like, I think chess could be in that place where it's just like a intellectually, like, respectable thing. It's always been like that. 
and now you can actually like I don't know I just don't like like for example like a guy like like I've called Hikaru like the Kyrgios of chess the difference is Kyrgios makes a ton of money and I don't think he's ever held a number one spot in tennis you know and Hikaru okay now he's a streamer and he's found this another avenue and he's always been, he's been a wizard of finance from what I understand so he's done okay for himself as a chess player but there are people who have been also number two on the world rankings or whatever who have not had nearly the kind of you know financial stability that he's had in his career and there's no reason why that should be there furthermore i would say you know if you have a ton of more money at the top that is okay i hate to use this phrase but it will trickle down you yeah. know it's going to make it much more sustainable to be a fide master or international master then you're going to have more people competing for those and then you're going to have more people playing chess period because say well if i even get half decent at this game for a few years i could at least make money before looking for a quote-unquote real job Meanwhile, you have grandmasters who are, you know, top 500 in the world, and they can't even afford to play chess professionally. I mean, there's literally, to me, you know, it's not like chess is like some 20-year-old card game, like, that, where people have to hold, like, world championships and, like, you know, convention centers in California. Like, no disrespect to Magic the Gathering and Yu-Gi-Oh, all of that. Like, I love those games, too. But, you know, chess is something that it obviously has a much larger history. I mean, every, literally everybody in the Western world knows who Gary Kasparov is. Like, I, I just refuse to believe that, and I think there's just a lot of this kind of, like, hunger for keeping things the same and static. Okay, I'm not, like, such a heretic, like, I don't think to move to night 60 and, you know, the future should only be three-minute blitz or whatever. Like, I'm just saying, like, we need to end this kind of uh, heterodoxic thinking and trying to just do everything the way that it's always been. Like, that's just kind of how I feel. Yeah, and I, I think you... You're thinking the same way as many people do, but it's it's just going to take time. Even this podcast episode, like I said, I'm trying to do something different with this one. Everybody's yeah. done the Zoom interview. Yeah. And uh, just because I can do an in-person interview with someone who I think is very fun to talk to, someone I find very interesting, why not do it in an apartment with cats? Yeah, with definitely with cats. Maybe it doesn't work, but I think, you know, you have to try. Like, you have to try to do stuff that's different and break the mold and... And, uh, and this is what I'm, I'm trying, like, what I want to say, you asked if I post stuff on Reddit, I, I don't, but what I usually want to talk about, and I, the discussion that I would like to have with the chess community is, uh, one, I am, like, why cannot, why can't chess.com and Leech just exist, like, together? Me coexist, yeah. Yeah, it's two, two completely different things. They have two, we have, like, chess.com and Leech just have two completely different business uh, strategies. But one's a business, one is open source. yeah. It's just two different projects, and our goals is yes to make money, so we can reinvest that money into chess, which we're doing. As as I think you said the other day, like you can can't spawn a one million dollar prize pool out of out of thin air. That's money. That's actual money that's going to go to the community, and it's not going to be the winner gets one million dollars. It this is going to be distributed throughout the whole championship. We want it to be interesting for anyone to yeah, play. Yeah, there's smaller prize incentives even for people at the lower level to win money. Exactly, exactly. and this is going to go uh, with those events that's going to happen after. And like all of this is reinforcing every like portion of the chess community. So we're making like every... I think th- like chess has this unique ability to, to cater to different ratings and say now in this event, people between like... A thousand and twelve hundred is the only people that can participate, and this these are the prices, and you're going to be able to give people a real chance at competing for these prices. 
What about, like, I was joking with this the other day, a sub-thousand rating world championship? That would be amazing. It would be crazy. Yeah. And, and we have that opportunity. But I mean, that's what's great about Pog Champs. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. That's basically what, what Pog Champs The only are. problem with Pog Champs is that uh, it's not a problem, but uh, you have some people like Hafu who are just, you know, insanely gifted. Yeah, or Sardos, who's like, yeah. like touching on 1900. Really? Yeah, like I saw Sardos oh the other day. I think he, he, he went back, oh. fell back down again. But like, but still, oh my God, it's crazy. He's doing some crazy stuff. Man City scored. scored again. Uh, um, but yeah, so, but he just grinded, grinded like relentlessly, grinded blitz, and and I think, and I, I think that should be something that should inspire people. I should be able to do this. Obviously, from there on out, you're not gonna boom become a two thousand because like getting over the two thousand, you actually have to know the game. But I, this is why I always like I I love the whole adult improver thing and like working on your chess and all that but I wish that more people under 1600 just spent a little more time just playing chess and having fun with it because just enjoying the game just enjoying the game and not spend so much time studying it I myself I'm a studier of the game I love studying the game but you're gonna imp- like people the funny thing with chess I always thought that people who were 1600 were so good that was my goal to become a c- club player I was 12 and then you played the elephant and then I played the elephant and I just won <laughs> but, uh, but yeah but now they're not strong because I've become better but now the people that I thought was impossible to beat the 2000s I'm, I'm shitting on them on a weekly basis well, which is not them but just you uh, and you're all me <laughs> damn that was the same thing for me though when I started playing chess I was like I'm gonna hit 2005 years and then I mean on chess.com not only chess um Shout out to the, the, the guy on Twitter that I talked to. Talk. Yeah, which, which made, he made he made like legit points. With no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I think I think he just didn't realize that we were friends. And I, no, and I didn't realize that I was actually not DMing you, and I was I was commenting on on your, pod, on your podcast, yeah. like because like yeah, I, I got too accustomed to to, to screwing around. What can with I say? You. I'm just so famous, like you know. Yeah, exactly. That's such club. Uh, but it did actually produce like a, a really interesting community interaction for me because like again, like I'm a community manager, but. I, I see myself as a chess community manager. I, I care about, obviously, ev- every person on Reddit saying they only play on lead chess are just lying because everyone is, like, a lot of people are playing on both. And yeah, I, of course you are. It's just how, how it is. And I, which makes everyone a, a chess.com uh, member and everyone is a chess community member. I think I want to talk to all of them and not, like, hear what they have to say. Um, and I think, like, him talking about chess.com players shitting on lead chess players for like having rating inflation, I think it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic because I don't get exposed to that side of it. I only get exposed to, to the reverse. But I don't even know why, because it's just true. Like, 2,000 on Lee Chess is not 2,000 on Chess. Yeah, but then again, like, like on high school, you get shit on for just things you're born with that are just facts, but think people make negativity out of it anyways. So, yeah, so like you but, it's not, but it's not like... It's, it's not bullying... You know, it's 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 also it's not mean. Like it's just like no. But what he was hinting at it was that is that the there's like a, like a re- chess.com re- superiority. Complex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he was you, you, that meme is reinforcing chess.com members as the better, like the most, the truer chess player. Um, and and I think it, it's been a lot of discussion on Twitter about this lately. But like the, your rating is not you, and stop thinking about rating because you can lose to an eleven hundred at a tournament 
because they played an awesome movie, even though you you perceive yourself. Yeah, as you fairly... were famous on chess Twitter for a day. Yeah, I was because I and I, I actually when he uh, he was unrated. He was eleven hundred online, but he was unrated OTB, and he placed sixteen hundred for his first for his first uh, FIDE rating. So he's obviously very talented. talented. Uh, but but still, like like you can do that, and you are gonna fall down, you stupid cat. Oh my god, dude, come on! And then it's gonna. Claw his my leg because he he's afraid of falling down. I'm gonna do this, dude. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna shield the cat. Yeah. Um. And then the other day, I beat I, I beat someone stronger than me. And in both those games, my rating is is irrelevant. And I, yeah, don't think about rating. He says to David, who uh, who oh, loses. Oh, not this score. One hundred fifty. How are you not today? noticing these goals? Because I'm talking to you. I'm more oh. interested in you than the soccer game. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. For love story. Once again, we've derailed a bit, but I think it's interesting. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I, I also think it's... it's I, I try to de-escalate the, the chess drama sometimes. I, 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 don't know why, I don't know why everyone's so tense. Which is why I think... Twitch, when people say chess Twitter is toxic, I don't get it. I think, just think chess Twitter is great. No, I think it's toxic. Do you think? Yeah, I think it's toxic. Really? Yeah, for different reasons, but I do think it's toxic. Okay, yeah. interesting. Um, I think um, there are way too many people who... Um, but this is actually something I... We've talked about this in person before, but I'm going to say this on podcast. Something I love about, like, I guess, um, chess Twitter. Like, okay, so I'm, I study astrophysics for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a researcher now. I'm going to do a PhD next year. Uh, I know enough about physics. What's incredible to me is the amount of accounts on Twitter with 200,000 followers, which are these people, like, somewhere in the world who are sharing, like pictures and stuff on the internet that are just completely wrong there it's like stuff mm-hmm. that's you know it's fiction mm-hmm. like about physics mm-hmm. um and you know these are people that the average person will look at this and be like oh wow this guy's so smart he must be like a physics genius it's like no this guy's a fool yeah he's just posting stuff that seems smart you can literally talk about this with anything whether it's physics or marxism or you know like um activism and stuff like that it's people who who have no idea what they're talking about but who who talk about it with such confidence um, and that is, you know, that is difficult to parse, you know, whether they're actually experts or not. Mm-hmm. And what's amazing to me about chess Twitter, this is, I think, where all the cope and toxicity comes from, is, you know, people who are in that same intellectual mentality that they kind of, I guess, they feel like they feel like they have something to prove that, you know, they're, maybe that they're really smart, maybe that they're really talented at a certain game. Um, I'm not talking about people who are just enthusiasts about the game. I'm talking about the kind of people who would, like, kind of mansplain chess to you mm-hmm. and write... You can't write a big uh, article about why you find a certain opening interesting um, and try to sound really smart about it when it turns out you're an 1100. Like, so there's like the fact that there's this ELO system, because uh, I see people do this all the time with, you know, music theory and physics and all these things I follow on Twitter. People who just, and I'm not saying I'm an expert in any of these things either, but I know enough to know when a person's an idiot and like, I'm not popular on Twitter. Like, so I can't like tell these people and, you know, ratio them and say, you're wrong because then, you know, I'm going to get clowned or, you know, I'm going to get harassed or whatever. So, but I, I, I think that that's where a lot of it comes from is people who just, you know, they want to be like at the, they want to be at the peak of the game and they want to be kind of leading everything. And, and I guess they find it, uh, difficult that they're not there. And so what ends up happening is just all this stuff about today, I'm going to, you know, do 10 hours of puzzles as part of my improvement regimen. And I'm not going to play a single chess game for a year. I'm just going to do puzzles and read books. Mm-hmm. And, like, it comes this whole thing, like, oh, I'm outworking you. I'm out this. I'm I think that's extremely toxic. Like, better to just be, like, you know, it, it is a game. I think it's good to improve. I think it's good to be proud of improving. But I think the toxicity comes from, like, 
it's not even from like saying, oh, I'm this, you're that, I'm better than you. It's mm-hmm. literally coming from just like a, like the work mentality that like, oh, I'm working so hard on my chest. Like, it's just a game. Like, yeah. and th- I, th- that's why I kind of use this hashtag adult improver, like hashtag chest punks. Like I use that kind of sarcastically a lot. Cause like, uh, I think it's very important to improve. I work very seriously on my chest myself. Um, but I, I do think that there is, there is something toxic about the way that like people, um, like they, they shove like chest improvement, like on Twitter and, and gain a lot of followers and influence from that. Like, I don't think that that's healthy. I've, Especially when chess Twitter is, as I'm sure you know, like being Mr. Community Organizer, chess Twitter is such a small, 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 small subset of literally the most passionate chess fans yeah. and literal chess players. That's like it's what chess Twitter is. It's the most passionate chess fans, people who are so passionate about the game that they're willing to tweet about it and annoy their friends and family about it. Yeah. And like actual chess players and the chess media. That's literally chess Twitter. So it's a small place. Um... So I, it's not representative of most chess players who don't know a dang thing about, you know, Anishigiri getting hacked or, you know, two world championships happening in the beef. Like, nobody knows anything about that kind of stuff. So I always think that that's important to keep in mind. So TLDR, yeah, I think chess winners is a little toxic. But it also gave me my career, so thank you. Yeah, and, and I, I understand those sentiments, and I think, like devaluing someone's experience just because they're having fun with it and not improving constantly I think it's not really a good thing even though it's if it, like no one needs to do it like consciously it just it's not positive either if it's a byproduct of someone trying to to push positive. I'm guilty of this too by the way well, I mean, a couple of months ago I felt like I played some guy on Blitz who was I think like 1600 Blitz and he had played I think like 30 or 40,000 Blitz games and he had not improved in like two years and I was yep. like damn, that's crazy. I didn't even say that that was good or bad. I just said, damn, that's crazy. Like, and it, you, but it is crazy. Though. You would think, like, you would think that, you know, you would improve a little bit. But but then, like, somebody said, oh, this is kind of mean. And at first I was like, no. I was just, you know, again, like I said, stating facts. But then I thought about it. I was like, oh, that, that kind of was mean, actually. Because, you know, for that guy, it's just a game. He just wants to play, you know, play some cool moves, fun yeah. moves. You know, uh, 1,500 chess, uh, you don't have to be the most accurate, but you get to play some cool gambits and stuff like that. And it's all super valid. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, De Bruyne is that ball is completely out. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, but but like but like I I think that is an interesting demographic though the like the the stagnant one, uh, the ones who who like they've been eighteen hundred and now they're sixteen hundred and then they're, they're not gonna get worse and they're not gonna get better, uh, and that that's fine, and I also think there's a, a a group of people who grind blitz for hours and hours and hours and and don't understand why they're not improving, meanwhile. I don't have any time to play chess, and I play one OTB game like a month, and I improve like fifty rating points online after one OTB game. So you're gonna be a GM in like a few years. <laughs> yes, yes, it's 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 a linear progression. I just I just, I just by default gain fifty rating. If you points. become a GM, do you uh, become chief chess officer and supplant da- uh, Danny Ranch? Is that how? It yeah, works? that's how it works internally. Like anyone who overtakes Danny in rating will just automatically take his his place. I see. Of of course. Uh, if you have the dad jokes, uh, no one beats going the dad for jokes. You. Nobody beats the daddy dad jokes. I I'll take them. I'll I'll do Blizzard and I'll take him uh, and I'll do them better. <laughs> hey, I mean, I don't think Blizzard only does that. I think they've they've no they they don't but they haven't done lately and then the, the game sucks and now they've started to, like they've taken flying from the Dragon Guild War, yeah, Guild, Guild, Guild War Guild Two, Guild 2 yeah. and it looks good and so just. 
keep doing that. Yeah, but what's gonna suck about that is then when you're flying your dragon in like you know across like uh, like Northrend or whatever, and you don't get to fly your cool dragon there, that's not gonna be that fun. Well, like, you can though. That's not what they said. I think it's they've they've said that it's only six to the three yeah, miles. Yeah, yeah, for 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 the first patch probably. It better it better be everywhere. You're like, probably gonna get your mount after. Like, what's the what's the point? But um, but yeah, um, I had a point, but uh, but no, yeah, play up, play on all the board because you you learn so much about your own, it's true. own style. It's true. Uh, I, I, spending spending that t- much time on a position is just the most valuable thing I've ever done. I, the games are also like, oh well, they're way more accurate until you blunder. But uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I felt uh, I play more accurate and I blunder more. In OTB. Yeah, but the second, also the second I, the second I stopped playing, I just got so much worse. Like I, I'd miss it. But again, like it's hard to find time for OTB. You know, while we do have, um, you know, more brews, more post capula, post capula, You know, this is actually the beer I had uh, when uh, I played my last, or second to last OTB game. Really? Yeah. It's uh, not. It's not bad. It. I'm, I'm a huge Tuborg fan. It's, it's great. You're a huge fan or not a huge fan? I am a huge fan. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big Pilsner guy, but Tuberg is... I think, like, keeping it simple with Pilsner is a big, big plus for me. What's your favorite kind of beer? What is my favorite? You can't say I'm not a big Pilsner guy and not have a favorite beer. Like, So, like, yeah, but it's, it's difficult because, like, there, like, there's a beer for every occasion. But, like, I wanted to shout you out earlier because you mentioned Stella. Stella is a perfect, perfect beer. It's perfect for barbecue. It, yeah. 4-2. Four 4-2. Two. Four two. Uh, I think Stella is a great, like, have a beer. Uh, I think Tuborg is a great summer beer. I mean, in general, I, in general, I don't drink no, too Tuborg's much beer. seasonal beers in Denmark are fantastic. Yeah, the, the, the Christmas beer is what, great Classic, well. classic. Uh, you haven't lived Danish life until you've had the... The, the Christmas beer. Jule... Julebrug. Yeah, Julebrug. Um, in Norway, we have a couple of good beers that I really enjoy. That will When I'm in Bergen and Oslo also, I'll let you know. Yeah, and I'll, I'll show you some. So, like, one thing with beers in Norway is like... Oh, you'll be in Oslo, too. That's right. Yeah, yeah dude, okay. Huge, huge... Not spoiler at all. Just, just... I have never been to the, to the good night. Oh, so we gotta go. Uh, because I've been outside probably, like, 500 th- times, and, like, I wish I had friends to play with. <laughs> no, so we'll go. So we have to go, because I'm going to, to Kvedertak, the co- concert. Oh, that's um, sick. Like that's gonna be crazy. Um, anyway, yeah. before you know, coherent thoughts and all. I I want to ask you about um, about chess.com leaks because yeah. that's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. I do have some thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Me too. I have some good and some bad. I think it's it's really uh, it's been good that it, it's kind of encouraged me to play like bullet for the first time because mm-hmm. of how the points work. I think that's really great. Um, I don't like how much it forces you to play to advance. Because I'm in the elite league, I'm almost at the the legend tier. I'm almost there. Um, to get past the uh, crystal league, I literally played like fourteen hours of rapid in a day, and like I have never done that in my life. Yeah, um, I'm gonna just have my notes up while we discuss this. Sure. Because I really want to write some of this stuff down. Um, because when as because we're we're currently obviously continuously talking about so what are you guys this. talking about at Just Up right now? So we we obviously we had the initial launch, we had some cash events, we had some stuff for the streamers, and now we've come to a point where like, um, it just honestly does not feel like that. Like I I understand what they're trying to do, like I guess kind of try to like uh, gamify chess.com a little bit, like take some notes from like you know bronze, silver, like Overwatch style or League mm-hmm. of Legends style. Um, 
but I just don't find it that compelling of a system because, like, at the end of the day, like, you call it leagues, you would think that you're... Okay, like, I know League of Legends doesn't work like this either. Like, the division you're in has no relevance at all. They just throw you in somewhere. But I feel like if it's going to be leagues, you would imagine that it would correlate somewhat to ELO or that it would... If not, that maybe you would play against people in that league. Well, the, the, whole, the whole point of it is to have a separate... A ranking system that is not ELO. Yeah, I get that, but it's now basically based on how many games you play, and I do wonder whether there is something maybe more meaningful to compare to, because it's... I mean, you have to win a lot of games, of course, but you have to play a lot of games as well, and yeah. if you just you know play Bullet mindlessly for 16 hours a day for two weeks, you probably will be able... Or not two weeks, for like six weeks... You should basically be able, to, anyone should technically be able to get to uh, just through force of will. I mean, some of the numbers I see people put up in this elite league that I'm in, like in terms of points per week, I mean, it's just crazy to me. You think one of our top streamers did 7,500 points on the first That's week? That's just like, <laughs> I think my, I, I, I've gotten like 500, 600 points in a week and that's not been enough to get promoted at this point. And again, like... I get it. So, so yeah, so what, what, what you're saying is like the, the good thing about leagues is also the bad thing. The good thing is that it, it gives you an, an opportunity to play a lot of games and still progress without like necessarily winning everything. But it also makes it so you end up having to grind out an insane amount of games and you end up in this vacuum where you're, not, you're just winning and losing and trading, trading that but you're also just ending up in this random league that doesn't really mean anything. Um, yeah, it, it, that's, I guess the thing that, that really... I wouldn't even care if it was kind of like... If it fed something. So, how, so how, how, how would you be able to continue to separate leagues from rating but still have a progression based on skill and not only... Well, well, oh, I don't know. I've never thought about this. Yeah, but that, that's, that's... It would be funny if maybe you had like a leagues in terms of like cap score. Though it's not completely rating... How would that work? I don't know. If, you, if your average cap score for all the games you've played is above like a certain certain the number. Cap, cap score is very unreliable in that sense, though. Oh, uh, 100%. Yeah, I definitely agree. But, uh, but like, you know... Like, I, my, my, my average cap score has probably gone down as I have improved with same. in chess. Yeah, same. Uh, because, like, I see some of the games I play. Like, my favorite games where, where I think that I've played the most impressive chess and creative chess... Are like 64, 64 cat score games because I did five blunders and I did two brilliances, and my opponent did the same. What's the most brilliances you've ever had in a game? Watch us have fun. I think I had three brilliances in like a, a, a random ass blitz game. I had two in a daily game, which were like connected. Uh, a game I have shown. I think I had four in a game. But I, the one thing, another thing I want to say that I wish that chess.com had, I wish you could like find all your brilliant moves. It's coming. I can see that, it. It's uh, because that to yeah. me is like uh, that. That's like a feature. I would love to just kind of see all. I mean, yeah, I know that they've changed how a chess.com brilliant move has been evaluated, blah blah blah. But I would still like to see that example of oh, or some sort of example of yeah, all yeah. the great moves I've played in my. You'll you'll get it in insights. Uh, as part of insights, uh, sometime sometime this year. I guess I gotta get that diamond membership. Um. Oh, that reminds me. Maybe we should go through your insights later. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, that would be kind of fun because I've never looked at them actually. Yeah, exactly. That's super fun. Um, because, yeah, when we release insights, we, it's it's like one thing is the feature that we released, another thing is like the framework 
where we can build new stuff in the future because it's the place where we can put data uh, in, in another way than just putting into stats. That's a lot of stuff coming there. It's like, it's very, very uh, clear that it's Insights V1, like internally, this is version one of one of Insights, what we want to pack into that before we start working on version two, version three, and like how we're going to build upon this. A lot of cool stuff happening there. Yeah, Insights there. is cool. Um, but back to, to leagues, I, I think... I think you have a valid point and I think like really solving the core problems with it which they're not huge problems but they're like they're problems that could become more annoying as you kind of build upon the system uh, not only rewarding volume but also putting some components of skill in there I wonder if like I don't even know if it's possible I just like to me, to let, me let, let, okay so you get obviously you get more trophies for playing tournaments tournaments is incentives I think that's fine um could you get more from win streaks? Could you get like as you say caps? Interesting. Maybe caps bonus. Win streak, win streaks. I think would uh, would help because like yeah, I feel like if you have win streaks, you don't necessarily have to play as many games. And if you have a good week, you can kind of offset. I don't think it solves everything, but I do think it makes it more interesting about like you know being in form at the right time. And, and what if you, let's say that you, this, this is something that the tech guy is going to love and never do, but, but, uh, or the developers, but let's say you have an internal MR system in, in, in addition to it. So like if you're underrated based on your previous exp- uh, uh, performance, or like you're performing better than previous, your previous MMR, you're getting more points or something like that. So if you're playing But at that better, point, why wouldn't you just go to, oh, yeah, I'm just scored. Again? Yeah. So I'm, I'm just, I'm sitting here. <laughs> talking at a podcast with a football game happening yeah. behind because I know what would happen this is a seven goal game now I know yeah, it's, if, we, it's, it's, if, if we flipped it around that you would be stopping every half second to be like oh, it's oh. a championship classic happening behind my back yeah you'll watch the highlights live yeah but but yeah um, it was a penalty okay but but the the, um, the discussions are happening and and this is something that people don't realize as well which is so funny because when you work at chess.com and you like kind of compare the reality towards what people think is happening. It's not. It's not that we're kind of unifying, like going together, all of the companies, like trying to milk the most money or whatever pe- people say, or like trying to malicious, maliciously do something to do to achieve anything. We are very much disagreeing on everything internally, which is so so fun. We're always having super constructive discussions, and everyone's just so insanely passionate about everything which makes it hard sometimes because there's a lot of opinions and there's not really a right answer often and I wish that we were able to kind of communicate that more outside but it's yeah but you're also a company you have procedure and whatnot. yeah exactly so uh, you, you can't and, have and, and, Danny Ranch be like the Elon Musk of yeah, Twitter right now saying, like, "Oh, this is coming" or whatever. Just tease things randomly. And yeah, exactly. It, it is good that there's some, and, and that's, that's just how it is. And, and 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 the reason I'm saying this is because with leagues, there's just we're just not agreeing. We we don't agree where to take this this further because there's so many ways to do it, um, and currently it has, like, pe- some people really love it and they play more of it. We have stats that tell us that there's a significant increase in game space and leaks. Um, so, like, currently, 
it is what it is. Our focus now is to create content around leagues, um, create tournaments around leagues, and how do we keep it fresh? Because let's say that I, I'm now in, in Legend, and I'm a legend. What now? What now? Exactly. It's another thing I was wondering. What, like, I have actually been... Because I'm close. I'm, like, one division away. Yeah. I just have to be the only person in my elite division to get there. So, uh, so and, and that's what we're working on, and we'll probably figure that out pretty soon. And I think that's really... Those conversations are, are very interesting. Yeah, um, I mean, if for me, right now, I need to have uh, 600 points right now to get to... Champ okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm an elite. The next one is champion. Yeah. And after champion is legend, but still, I mean. But but also, haven't you? I haven't. I, I have no idea what the stats are with this because, like, you're you're talking about like volume being a problem, but I also think like, isn't volume less and less of a problem problem as time goes? Because I think it becomes more of a problem, from my experience. For example, but, I mean, but if those, I just those pull people, it up, but those people with like the, the most insane volumes will just go to legend, and then they're out of the pool. Yeah, no, but I'll give you an example. When I was promoted to the last division, I had like 676 points, and that was enough for number two. And then the last week where I seriously played chess, and this is actually only for half a week, I had about 500 points, and that was 40th in my division. So, I mean, even now, we're halfway through the week, and the guy who's number one in my league right now has 600 points. He's on track to have 12 to 1,500 points. I mean, how, like, he's literally played... Yeah, he has. He's literally played like. Uh, so he has six hundred points in rapid. It's all in rapid, which means I think he's played like you know like uh forty games of rapid. What is that? It's this twenty minutes each. It's eight hundred minutes. It's like ten hours of chess. I mean, that's a lot in a week. I don't have time for that. Oh, and he's a thousand elo by the way. He's yeah. like a thousand elo. I mean, no disrespect to thousand elo, but like. But isn't me, that, isn't crazy. that the beauty of of the the, the thing? That this guy who's rated thousand has never felt, uh, he's felt good about chess, but he's never felt good at chess probably. That's and, a good point. And, and now he has a awesome, like cool ass trophy on his profile. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Which is like what 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 we're like trying to avoid, so we don't end up like oh no, but that the top players are. But what about the the shithead nineteen hundreds who uh, who aren't good enough to be at the pro level, but we're much better than that, and you know we have. We're in no man's land. We're, no called, one respects called, us. Called Elo Hell. Yeah. Okay. If if where I'm at is Elo Hell, then what? That's what just what how say? it is. You're like what if, I would say. And, and, and you know, if you look at the the percentiles, what percentile are you in? Probably ninety nine point nine. Exactly. Well, now now I've been demoted lately, so now I'm ninety nine point eight. You haven't been demoted. You have just been regressing as I was no no I'm not regressing. Maybe I am regressing. I mean, I no, have, as chess players, we're all regressing with age. Hey, are you calling me old? Yeah, you're I old. just turned 23. Am I old now? Can you play in the Junior Speeches Championship? No. No. Well, I can't play because I'm bad, not because... <laughs> you can't play because you're age either. Oh, uh, well, okay. Well. <laughs> How does this me. feel? It cancels out, actually. How does this feel that Alreza is still, like, four, three years younger than you? Or four um, years older? I honestly have never thought about it. I don't care. But, like, I have thought about it now with, like, the NBA. Like, how, yeah, like, people in the NBA are, like, um like, younger than me? Like, significantly younger Significantly, yeah. yeah I, like, I, I remember when I was, like, 19, and, like, you know, the first guy who got drafted, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, you know, me, like, you know, sitting shirt off, boxers, like, on my laptop watching the NBA drafts, like, huh, that's interesting. This guy's going to play for the Brooklyn Nets. Like, 
who's my age. That's that's pretty cool. And now it's like, uh, oh no, I'm just like you know, all these guys are like you know, and, and like we're watching like the freaking soccer game right now, and it's like, yeah, half the guys there are younger than us yep. right now. And, all of them are younger than me, probably. Yeah, and, and we're, that, that, uh, that's, and that's we're me. just losers, bro. Like, that's me watching pa- Paradise Hotel as like an 18-year-old. Like, huh, these guys are just a little older than me, and they're on Paradise Hotel, but there's, it's this one guy who's 20, 27, and, like, what is he even doing there? He's, what a loser. He, he's an ancient person, and, and here <laughs> I am now. I'm not feeling old. Nah, you're not old. You're not a day over 28. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not yet. Not yet. Um, but, yeah, um... I think Lise is interesting. I wish there was more conversation about it. I wish more people were... Like, of all things, I wish more people had feedback about that. I want to I wanna That's know... That's kind of what I was just going to... Like, what, how I feel about leagues. Like, it's very harmless. Like, I've, very I have never actively gamed it. I just wish that it kind of... It, it just doesn't feel to me like there is, a, like, real functionality to it, I guess, is what but I, I Like, it's so hard as well, because I don't think, like... Chess Twitter are the people who No, they don't care because they care about their reading. Like, yeah, they don't exactly. care how, oh, I just hit champion, I'm so happy. Exactly. I just hit legend. Like, and that's so hard because there's so many people playing chess that I will never hear from. But you know how, one thing, one way I think you could actually fix it, well, not fix it, but wait, people play more Improve, contention. Yeah. I know Lula, God bless her, I'm like my favorite streamer. Uh, God bless her. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't know why I said that. Lula, shout out if you're listening. Yeah, yeah, you know, I love you. You're the best. Um, but um, she was like, yeah, how come we can't put like little hats on our knights and stuff like that? And I was like, what a good idea. But imagine if like... That's like, the kind of thing, if I ticket it and, and I say like, this, this is easy, right? And then I get like a, a, a laughing emoji from the developers. Like he said it's easy because like okay. some, some of these easy I'm things... I'm sure it's not easy. But, but it's so... It's so no, no, but, but what I was going to say with leagues, imagine if, okay, if you hit champion... That I don't know, you get like a like a like a red diamond on your on your pieces or whatever like that. Yeah, yeah, we we we're, we're talking about stuff like this. I I like not it's not spoiling anything. We talked about something the other day about like how how do we give people because yeah you you did this thing, but what do you have to show for it? And yeah, just gives give some flares or give uh some some sign that shows that you are awesome. Um, or even if you had like thing like in League of Legends, okay, this isn't really like leagues, but like if I hit like twenty one hundred or whatever, like it would be cool if you had like a like a banner or something like that, like every yes. season or like I guess like yeah. if 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 chess.com wants to go down the route of like kind of gamifying chess like in the League of Legends or mobile sense like the hashtag gamer sense like and kind of bringing that culture, I mean it's a bold move strategy wise because as we talked about like. You know, I would imagine most of the people that chess that use chess.com are not these Twitch gamers like like me and you. They're like somebody in you know some random person in Turkey in some, right now, some playing, middle playing aged man, on, in, yeah, some middle aged man in Turkey, like yeah, playing on his phone right now. That's probably like that perfect average chess.com user, like some some somebody who's middle aged, like you know, who's like on their computer or on their phone playing chess. Like yeah. I, I've seen people like when I go get my kebab, like people like get playing on chess.com. Like on, just, the, just, on the bus. Yeah, or on the bus or whatever. Like you know, that that's so like that is kind of a bold move. But, you know no, I think I I do like that um I don't know, maybe I'm gonna get cancelled by my company now. <laughs> You know, by my sponsors. But I do think that... I, I've always admired that Chess.com really is trying to be um, forward-thinking. I think they're really... They and, and Chessable are really very forward-thinking. Uh, 
I mean, I have to give some credit to Chess24. Like, um, I, I think that Tari, I had, I had him on my podcast. I think he's a phenomenal journalist. He's, he's one of the only people in, in chess media, quite frankly, with any shred of it, like, who's willing to kind of ask any big questions because yep. I think chess media is extremely tame. Yeah. Um, but, but I also think that Chess24's, like, studio that they have with Kaya and David Howell, I mean, you know, whatever you think about, you know, Chess24 versus Chess.com, you just have to admit, like, it's 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 very impressive. Like, they, they, they kind of... And then, you know, Chess like responding with Fabi and their whole tournament coverage, also the similar kind of studio thing. I think that, that that kind of stuff, but that's my point, like... And that's what I wish we had more of. Yeah, like, I Exactly agree. that kind of push, pushing stuff together. We're talking about soccer here. Both managers for Liverpool and Man City said they would never be as good as they are today, both teams, if it weren't for the other. Yeah, you're more Every your... time they meet... The other manager innovates football so that they can learn from it and improve it next time. And, and I know I that's exactly. Yeah, and I know all the chess podcasts out there are looking at me and they're like, "Wow, this guy, he's just so much better than us." And there's nothing, there's nothing we can, you know, like I'm You're the, pushing people to improve. I'm the Pep Guardiola of uh, of chess podcasts. Yeah, it's not me. You know, I once said that chess podcasts is dead on arrival as a, as a concept. I and here I am. Is. No, 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 no. I mean, if we're being honest, I mean. I don't know. I don't know how popular this is gonna be, but I, I mean, I think the 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 chess podcast is. I've always found is kind of an oxymoron of, in in a sense because, you know, you would imagine you're making chess content like, you want something visual. Yeah. And here we are talking for an hour and thirty six minutes with some change, but, and we haven't even shown a chess diagram like we have just talked yeah, about. Yeah, but but then again, like I guess podcast is all about personalities, and isn't this what we're trying to do with chess these days? Build well, up look, these narratives about these awesome people who are in the community and working with it. So you're calling yourself an awesome person in the chess community? Um, no, people who actually again, like I'm a result of nepotism. I'm I'm here because I'm 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 just I'm your your son. <laughs> I'm, I'm your son of nothing. I thought I was your daughter. Uh, yeah, but that, it's complicated. It's complicated. Um, We're each other's children. I, like I, I'm, I'm literally no one, and this is kind You're of. You're not literally no one. I am. I am. Oh. Like two years ago, I sat in my room and I played World of Warcraft, and it was COVID, and I had no job, and I was absolutely no one. Oh, I. And Me I too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but so, but but like I've carried that over, and I'm 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 just some dude who loves chess, and I I say I I come up with. 15 bad ideas and I have one good one and then I have 15 what was your good idea my last good idea yeah oh I have a good idea yeah um, I, my last good idea was when I told uh, our um, our broadcasting team that they should ask Eric the CEO to play in Winter's Days oh uh, nice. that's my last good idea and that was epic and it was a very Eric that. versus Hannah Hanna it was it was yeah, an I epic that. That was it was an sick. epic match that was pretty sick. Uh, and he was so much better than I thought holy shit yeah. Eric was so good because uh, he's he's very quiet uh, he's a chill dude yeah but he's like he's under the radar at chess.com yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, very... I actually asked him oh that was not a good idea I had the other day um, we had um, oh that's a completely different subject and we, we was we, it a good idea for you to come on the show no um, on your career very bad uh, it's like Danny. Every time he go, he goes on broadcast. He's a brand risk, and that's kind of, kind of the fun thing. Um, no, <laughs> like every state of chess, he's like, should I talk about this stuff? <laughs> and that's kind of funny. I think that's, I I don't think people. No, I don't want to say that. It sounds too defensive, but 
I don't think people give Danny enough credit for how grounded he is when he's on air. I think he's great on air. He is. He is great on air, but like in terms of like how busy and how big the some of the projects that we're working on, and still he just goes on there and he's just himself. I think that's such a great thing. And it's funny. So, but what so, is Chess like on like behind the scenes? Like, where, do, where do you talk on? You talk on Slack, basically. We're talking on right? Slack and Zoom. Yeah, it's very chill. Uh, how I, many meetings do you have per week? <laughs> So yesterday, today, and tomorrow, I have thirteen meetings. Holy! All Zoom, right? Yeah. I, Holy cow! So uh, if it wasn't for this, I would have had a meeting at at nine, uh, oh, which would have been my seventh this day. But they're all amazing. I come out of them with great energy. Uh, you are unique, my friend. I could not do that. I can't. This is the thing. So I just hired. Uh, I just hired um, a guy called Mick. Shout out to Mick. Great. Shout player. out, Mick. Um, so Mick is gonna write more community content. And we're going to just pr- produce more content for community activities and all that. And he's going to help me with that. He's amazing. Um, and he said he was a bit skeptical that everything should be as awesome as I kind of prescribed it to be. And then he started to kind of go the rounds, getting the meetings with people, talking to people. And in one of our things the other day, he was, he was just opening up with this big smile. And like, I can't believe it because I'm, I'm, I'm 30 years old. And I've worked all my life and I've been in meetings and I've been just raw, like my energy has just been tapped out of me. But here, it's just like the energy is just so massive and, 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 and the love and the passion for the game is just like fueling you every day. And you can you kind of get like, oh, after a meeting, you're a bit tired and then there's just another person with a smile on their face, like trying to talk to you about how epic this new project is. I have to ask you, you know, when Wrath of the Lich King comes out again after 15 years... Is I'm going to lose my job. Yeah, is it going to hurt to lose this environment? Mm. Like, I mean, and will it be worth it is what I'm really asking. No, it's going to be good because uh, a colleague of mine named Austin, shout out Austin, um, he's also going to lose his job uh, when that comes out. Uh, so we'll just be, be jobless together. So you're ready to lose your job for World of Warcraft again? Yes, of course. Isn't yeah. that kind of the the, 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 the the invisible contract we all sign as we as we subscribe to World of Warcraft? Well, you can also you can do it David style and um, and you know take a break from podcasting for a month. <laughs> I thought you mean don't have a job. Oh, are you saying I'm ho- I'm, I'm jobless? Is that what you're saying? No, you're a scientist, aren't you? That's what I say. Like I said, this podcast is full of delusional lying. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I wonder how well, how well, you know, that's something that, when I, when I make my last podcast episode, which is this, no, I have other ones booked up. Oh shit. It was close. I'm just one of many. Yeah. You're not the last one. (laughs) I hate to break it to you. No, but, but when I make my last one, I will, um, I'd like to get someone to interview me for the last one. I want to be with the last guest of my own show. And you know, the thing is I talk about all this stuff, bro, that's not even original. That's so indulgent. But bro, but the thing is, I'm like... I will still be the third chess podcast to do that. Ben did that on Perpetual Chess. Really? Dr. Skull did that a couple of weeks later. So it's not even fresh and interesting. It's just like me being a shill for myself and yeah. indulging my, my worst desires. Yeah. I'll enter you. I'll come over to the USFA and enter you. Yeah, so, well, yeah. Oh, by, by the way, talking about the USFA, I might be going to San Diego for TwitchCon in October. Maybe I'll hook up or something. Oh. Well, I don't know if I'll go there. I'll be in the middle of grad school. But... San Diego is one of my favorite cities. I've always wanted to go there. San Diego is uh, one of the best cities in America, in my opinion. It's cool. so fun. It's so young. Amazing beaches. Um, just a great atmosphere. I feel great like place. it's like you, you, you get some of that LA vibe just without LA. It's LA vibe without LA people. But I actually also think that it's it's um, 
It's not as congested. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more walkable, mm -hmm. a lot more bikeable, dare I say. Um, I bike around the whole city with my, with can, my brother. Can you say that anything is bikeable after living in Copenhagen for a <laughs> No. No. <laughs> Except, I will say, LA's boardwalk is very bikeable. They have a yeah. individual bike lane. One of my like favorite life memories is biking with my with my brother, um, on you know down Manhattan Beach and and Huntington Beach and all those like we did like a, like a, fifteen mile like bike ride like across all the beaches and stuff. Yeah, California is great, but that's your first time in America, right? In the U.S. Yeah, if I if I end up going there, yeah. Like my mom gave me like a trip to New York for my eighteenth birthday, but it just never happened. Wow. Uh, because like yeah, like life. That's where I'm from, as as you know. Uh, yeah, but but like. So, yeah, that, I do I know that? Are well, we, when you're going back now, where are you going? Are you going back to New York? I'm going to New York for a month, and then I'm going to Illinois. Illinois. Illinois was my favorite city. Illinois because is Eric I Rosen. I'm going to the same university as oh, Eric really? Rosen. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah Shout out Eric Rosen. You're welcome on this podcast literally anytime. Illinois was my favorite city because I watched Prison, Me, Chicago, Pri prison Break. Yeah. Yeah, but yes, Illinois. Oh, now I'm the, the stupid-ass people yeah, person yeah, saying that Norway is a city. Yeah, Norway is a city. <laughs> yeah, Illinois, like, oh, Illinois is so cool because I watched Prison Break, and that's cool. <laughs> but, you know, if you ever are in New York City and you need a place to stay, you can always stay with family yeah I, I like I'm, I'm gonna take you up on that offer that's great. like I've never had better incentives for going to so to that's all it was for me it's just it's all only reason you became friends with me is now you you have the free hotel in New York yeah you you're, you're just else. yeah you're just my like, cat's not as friendly as yours so I really warn you. no that's very disappointing you cannot you cannot rub her belly like that she's uh I don't know what's wrong with her but but she's the best she's also like She's larger than both of your cats combined. Yeah, but they're very tiny. The she so, is this, huge. This girl. this guy is not getting any bit bigger. No. So <laughs> no, no, my cat is. My cat would eat both of your cats. I'm well, not even. Well, what kind of cat is it? I don't know. Some cat. Some cat. Some, you know, my mom. Well, my aunt's found her in a box. Um, I guess we should wrap this episode up. But the last thing I'll ask you is, um, what's your uh, what's your favorite chess game ever? My favorite chess game ever. Is it uh is it uh Vizgon Swirstol uh twenty twenty two uh the Nidorf classic in the in the what was that bar we went to Toros bar in uh, in Copenhagen is it that game? Um, I'm gonna actually say that I'm I'm not. <laughs> so I'm sorry to all the adult improvers, but I'm not someone who studies a lot of master games. What a loser! Um, you see, because if you did, you'd know that you should have played the Alton exactly against me. So like one game, and this this is the problem. So this is what I, when I had psychology in, in in high school, I was like, do I do I have to remember all these names, and and what they said, uh, and this is kind of the same with chess for me. I don't just don't remember the names, but I think there is a pretty sharp Nimso Indian with eleven Oronian against some random dude that I have on my computer. That is such just such a cool game. Uh, I think that's that's got to be my favorite. Aronian, some random dude, two thousand and something on your computer. Yeah, that's your favorite game. Yeah, and uh, and I'm eighteen hundred rated. <laughs> okay, I guess we gotta. I'm right. We're not gonna end with that then because uh, now next question. What's your favorite class in World of Warcraft? Mm. That's a better one. Um, Eleven Aronian. No. <laughs> I'm gonna name a wild character in a wrath and name him Levon Aronian. Exactly. Like it's hard though because, like right now. What was the first one retail? that came in your head? No. What was the first? Oh no no no. Warlock, Warlock was the first thing that came. Oh in my head. come on! You copying me? What a loser! I mean, like like my Twitch name before I changed it was Domino Destro because I'm a Destro Warlock for life. 
Like Deathwater or Destro, like Destro. Oh, Destro, Destro. Ah, um, but but like my OG character was was a Boom King. I was Boom King through to 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 Wrath and 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 Mop. And People are gonna be listening to this episode and think that they're suffering a stroke. <laughs> yeah, for the Boomkin. And and they think that you like you you ed- you have edited like really aggressively like cutting like randomly. No, no, no. But it's I just us su- changing subjects. I have like not this. edited this episode at all. Dis- disclaimer: There are no edits. There are, no no no. There are no edits. This is uncut, raw, unedited uh, footage. Not footage because it's you know. I wish there was footage. I honestly I cut because again shout out to the Chesspit guys because I think that they even I think they recorded their episode again with video. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, that would have been great to do an episode like this with video. But, alas, I mean, it is what it is. I've never, like, experienced two hours of not talking about it's anything. It's two hours and 47. No, it's one hour and 47 minutes. Relax. It's almost two hours. We haven't, this is by far the longest episode I've ever talked Yeah, about. and I feel, I feel like we haven't talked about anything. But then again, we spend, like, four hours on Saturdays talking about nothing. Nothing. That, that's what we can end on. Bad news. Um, so I was playing with, with the other friend at the cafe, and the owner came by and he said, I don't want games in the cafe. So I can't play at April so we anymore? Can't, we can't play at April anymore. You know, that was a thought that was started an hour ago, that you never finished that story. I finished it now. Yeah. It's the only sentiment that I finished this episode. That's raw. That's, that's just painful. It is painful. It hurts. What are we going to do now? Well, there's not much to you're leaving me, so... I'm not leaving that soon. I'm, I'm leaving not, like two I'm, months. I'm not going to put any, any more work into it. Because, like, our relationship, it, it, we're done. <laughs> it's over. Right. It's, this is the end. I mean, I don't want to inject... I don't want to, like, inject myself into your personal life, but we could come here. I mean, I didn't realize your cats were so friendly. You can come here whenever you like. Even when you're in a meeting. Yes. Especially when you're in a like, meeting. Like, like, like... No cap, you can just come here and you can sit here and you can play World of Warcraft on your computer and I would not mind. Yeah, well I mean I'm a I'm a busy guy. But but <laughs> but we should uh we should like we should definitely still play while I'm while I'm in Denmark. Because uh, it's been a lot of fun. I mean this has been basically one of the highlights of my time in Denmark is playing playing chess with you in a cafe with you know It's been lovely. awesome. And it's it's been awesome and I love the Ibn giving us uh Coffee and oh, and a little gift that you can that you can take with you. Oh, this is the last pastry from April before. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It's pain. It's that actually sad. made that actually makes me sad, bro. But we can hang out in April. Oh, yeah, that was what I was gonna no, say. No, actually, we just have to play on our phones. No, we can just play without a blindfold. Oh, that would that's interesting. Like like seriously. Yeah, that's that's actually interesting. That's no, no, stuff. the the coffee in April um is like the best yeah. coffee I've ever Shout had. Shout out April Copenhagen. It's a shout out April. I mean, it's expensive, but dang, like that is some crazy shit. But that, that's just incentive to, to get to know me and you. So I want to get to know you. Yeah, they, they're not for us, but for other people, so they get a discount. Yeah, but I mean, I think after this episode, don't want to follow me on Twitter and you'll get a 20% off in April. <laughs> <laughs> what is your Twitter, by the way? Oh, God. I, I now you have to plug yourself. This is the part where you get Yeah, I had a Norwegian name and then I realized that that's not going to work. So it's your name, aren't it? It's just my right name, Trimsortal. You're going to get, like, 4,000 followers. Oh, that would be great. Because yeah. I tweet so much random stuff about chess, me tilting at chess, and fantasy football. 
yeah. And uh, oh, we didn't even talk about that. That you're like one of the best fantasy football players. In yeah, the I'm five thousand rated in the world, like rank in the world, like out of nine million people, I'm five thousand. Okay, and in rapid, I'm like ten thousandth in like out of twelve, twenty-four million people. Okay. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Numbers, numbers, numbers. You nerd. nerd. So once I I finished in like in like two thousand fourteen, I finished fourth in like a Norwegian tournament uh, for or championship for Hearthstone. Were you a football player? Yes, fourteen years. Where did you play for like a club, like a famous club? Just a local club, a famous club. Did you play for the same one as Ronnie Dyla? Uh, almost. Almost. Yeah, I, yeah, actually, uh, Ronnie Dyla and, and like the club that he, uh, our club that That's he... That's your local club, right? Yeah, but I like, I'm like a, a, a even smaller club because there's like the stadium for the club that Ronnie Dyla had, the Strömsosa, uh, and like the, 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 the pitch next door is like our club. So we have... Our um our place like the the place where the club the our club is run is from the same place but it's just a smaller. Club. Why have you never invited me to kick the soccer ball around? It's because I'm really bad. That's why. Are you? Although I did play two games of goalie in college. Really? And like we I should played, play. And I played two in high school. So I was a keeper because I, I was a big big tall guy. Yeah, true. I I was bad. Well, I've, I've always been. I, I was I was weak and not fast as a uh, as a kid. Uh, but and now I, you're a runner. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because Aluba. because because of that, I had to play smart. So now I'm smart and fast and strong. Aluba. 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 marathon. Yes, I'm gonna run a marathon. I a month. Um, three weeks. Three hours. Yeah, and I'm scared to death because my knee is haunting me. But it's better. How do you say feel in in Danish or Norwegian? It's feel right or something like that. Feel right, like förespråk. Yeah, but it's the word for feel is like fair or something, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Danish. Yeah. They I'll do a whole podcast interview in Danish with my next Danish guest. We'll see how that goes. Oh, yeah, that was good. Another thing I want to wrap up. Uh, like, I'm your, like, your past, me included, your past seven guests, three of them have been Norwegian. That's true. That's a crazy, crazy, crazy percentage. Well, maybe I get Magnus. When we go to the good night, we should bring this mic, and maybe we can get like uh, you know, maybe we can get. Uh, oh, that would be great. If we find David Howell or or, or Magnus or, or Simon Williams or someone. Yeah, and I, I can try to see if if Jonathan Tisdall is is around. Shout out Jonathan Tisdall. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, that would be great. I'd love to. I mean, I'd love to. We're, we're, we're racing, uh, race watching Attack on Titan these days. I'm watching it and he's watching it. And oh, we're going to finish uh, first. He definitely. I, I've I've replied to a couple of his tweets with some thought provoking stuff. But you know. Oh, we're gonna actually gonna round up how I got a job at Chess.com. That's a funny story. <laughs> we're wrapping everything up now. Yeah, we're wrapping everything yeah. up. So, um, I was bored and I played chess and I thought, why not contribute to the Norwegian community at Chess.com? So I, rep- I applied in like October for like a um, volunteer, like, well, volunteer, you get like $100 a month. Um, it's better than I get paid <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh, like a club admin for the Norwegian club at Jessica.com um, and I forgot about it because like it wasn't like a highlight of my life you were too busy playing well uh, exactly um, and then someone reached out to me and said are you interested and I'm like hell yeah that's cool and, and this was about like running one tournament once every week and that's it and I started planning like how we could like evolve the Norwegian community and chess.com to like new heights. 
I made like event plans and I I started doing like a content plan and all that way more than what was expected of me. But I was bored as heck. Uh, I was very bored. Um, and at the time, there was a community manager at Chess.com. And I was going to have a meeting with him because he was kind of dealing with some of these club admins. And then I never heard anything. So I talked to, to Sam Copeland, who uh, was my contact, and asked if he could check up like, where that meeting went. And he said that this person was not with the company anymore. So we would have to put that on hold. So I thought to myself, this is a meme. What if I apply as community manager and I have the meeting with myself? That's kind of fun. So I applied as community manager as a meme uh, and thought, this is fun. This is funny. Uh, and then a couple of weeks went and I sent a message to them. Like, um, like even though I was kind of jokingly applying, I actually really want to work for Chess.com. It's been a lifelong dream of mine since I started to play at the site at, in 2013. What? 2013. 2013 yeah. um, and they said, hey, no worries, you're one of our top candidates. And I'm like, what? What are you saying? Uh, and I got nervous because suddenly I thought, oh, I'm, am I about to get hired? Um, and one and a half years later, I'm director of community operations and we have a team of like, six people doing the thing that I... Why haven't you hired me? Uh, you haven't offered yourself. I'm offering myself now. You're in a relationship. I'm, I'm breaking up in my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? We have plans, don't we? Yeah. We have plans. We have plans. Uh, but yeah, that's it. And and the, the, the morale here is follow your dream. If you want to work for a chess website, apply and get the job. Show how passionate you are. If you want to lose your, your chess job to uh, to facing Arthas in uh, Northrend, uh, you know, that can happen too. Yeah, and, and you you know, if you play enough World of Warcraft, maybe you get a job at Blizzard, you get harassed and... And you'll get some some Jesus. some conversation. <laughs> when somber went to end the show. <laughs> yeah. No, but on a happy note, um, yeah, bro. This has been since since I met you in February. This has been uh, a lot of fun, and uh, I'm I'm glad we did this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, I I guess the vibe I was going for for this episode was just like you're in a room, just like you know, chatting with us. I hope I hope that's how it feels. Um, let, let me know uh, at, at 64podcast. Please let me know what you think about this kind of episode because I'd love to do more stuff like this. Like if this kind of like live interview is like your cup of tea, let me know. If it's not, let me know. You know. Um, but I am just kind of trying to do new things and uh, that's what's going to be motivating me um, from now until I stop podcasting. So yeah, that's basically it. Um, I want to thank Carl uh, and Matilda for being such lovely listeners. I want to give a shout out to Ibn for... Uh, hiding in a room for two hours uh, so we could, you know, talk about literally nothing. <laughs> uh, I want to thank my sponsors, Chessable and Ainchess, as always. You can use code DAVID30 with Ainchess to get 30% off your first month with Ainchess. And if you want to learn more about Chessable, go to chessable.com slash 64podcast. want to thank my Patreon supporters. Uh, shout out Paul Harbright, my platinum patron. Um, Patreon.com slash 64podcast if you'd like to contribute financially. Would appreciate it. Um... That's all I've got for this week. I uh, hope you enjoy the recent flurry of episodes. We're going to Belgium tomorrow morning. Um, so I'll be in Belgium when this is um, published, I think. Who knows? I, I'm going to be on Twitter taking all the negative feedback. So oh, good, don't worry. good, great. Yeah, you can add any of us if you hated this episode. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we, will, uh, we will 
very carefully considered feedback um, for the future. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you want to hang out with us in Copenhagen, uh, let us know and play chess with us. Uh, you know, we're having fun here. So thanks so much, guys, for listening. I uh, really appreciate it. And uh, see you guys next week.